Comic Clan and welcome to the Comics in the Cross podcast, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am your host Cross here as always. And after a week off, I know you have all desperately I'm missed back, them. ladies and gentlemen. I'm Nitro back. is finally back. Oh, let me What's up, everybody? So, Ad's coming What's in with that host already. He is coming in right away with that. Thank you so much for that, right brother. Right out the gate. Yeah, right out the right game. Right out the game, man. He's in here hosting us. We appreciate it, brother. Ad's been a massive supporter pretty much since day one, so thank you so much as always. Um so Nitro. How was the vacay, man? It was awesome, dude. I mean you were gone for a week. I had to replace you with three people, dude. I know, right? I had to bring in like takes. I had to bring in like the whole One Geek four eleven. Shout out to One Geek four eleven, by the way. Go and check out yeah, your channel. I got to listen to the podcast, it was awesome, man. It was cool. Let me throw a little shout out to them actually since I'm mentioning them. Make sure that this is actually still working as well. Uh, week four eleven. They are now. Um, I'd, I'd like to think we inspired them. They are now recording their podcast live on Twitch as well. So go ahead and give them a follow and make sure you check out our YouTube to catch our episode last week where the One Geek Four Eleven crew did join me to talk about MCU Phase Two. Yeah, and I've got I've got a, a, a little bit of a bone to pick. I forgot who it was, but he was above you, and he was saying that the Winter Soldier wasn't in his top five. Yeah, I've just. I, I mean, that I, was, I need to have some words. I need to have some words. That was right to the heart of that one, yeah. man. I'm like, yeah. Winter Soldier. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. So exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> Just jawsome with you. But yeah, honestly, like, I, still to this day, Winter Soldier is arguably my favorite MCU movie. Yeah, even compared absolutely. to even compared to Infinity War and Endgame. If depending on yeah. the day you ask me, like I rewatched Winter Soldier for that show, and I'm like, it's still as good as it ever was. It's, it's I, really I still good. love it. It's yeah so good <clears throat> then go watch it again the fight scenes are amazing but yeah how was the vacay man how was it you had a whole week away awesome. from it is first yeah, time like we had a week off you had a week off without us having like family emergencies and you know, i know me going to the er and stuff and we so... went to um went to michigan and got to dip my toes in some of the great lakes which mm. is pretty cool i think lake michigan like uh what is the u one yeah i forgot but yeah a couple I, of the lakes up not, there not the person to be asking <laughs> Like the guy that's been here for seven years and has been living on the east coast like not the guy you ask i want to say your lake uriah but i just have mma on my brain so it's it's definitely not uriah obviously <laughs> superior <or something. laughs> i'm just gonna name the great lakes after, lake uriah after, after ufc fighters it. you know it's like it's fine yeah. Oh, Which, man. by the way, massive shout out! UFC is back and better than ever. I know, dude. I know. I'm so they had excited. UFC two five one and they had fight night. Was it last night? They had a fight night, and I'm like, I'm so glad yeah. UFC's back. Dude, I, I have don't... you seen the game? Have you seen the game they're coming out with? Yeah, it looks sweet, man. Look... Dude, I know I'm not a, a huge I know this fighting comic game. book topic for anyone yeah. that's tuned it's, in. It's geek related, so I think we're we're in our wheelhouse here. It's, but... it's a video I... game, so we can get away with it. And if you don't know, like literally, I'm I'm not a sports person at yeah. all. I grew yeah. up on I grew up on wrestling. Not in if I tried to get into football and baseball and basketball, but like UFC, yeah, I will one hundred percent watch Absolutely. MMA. It's like I'm all in for that. Um, as in so, the chat yeah. saying the game looks amazing. Like yeah, Dude, it, it looks phenomenal, it and I like the way that they're kind of taking an arcadey like perspective from it. More more like arcade, you know, as opposed to just straight on. This is what we do in the fight world. It reminds me of like Fight Night back in the day, the boxing games back in the day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
I, I but yeah, I, I yeah. love it, dude. I love it. It's like I, Mortal Kombat meets UFC. It's it's fantastic. I'm all in because I'll be honest. I've never really played the UFC games. Like, I haven't I, either. Like I did try one. Like I don't even remember what one it was. It might even have been the first one. Like yeah. back when they first came out, and I just I couldn't get the controls because like fighting games I'm used to. Like I'm used to playing the wrestling games. Mm-hmm. And it's like and just playing the the characters just felt so stiff. Yeah. And I I'm agree. like I just like nah, I'm not. I'm not about this. Like, I love the sport, but I'm not about the game. But, like, this new one, I'm like, okay, I, that might be up for trying this out. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they just released the trailer for the career mode, and it's yeah, just, so they it looks, looks fantastic, dude. It I'm looks like, fantastic. I, I'm in. I'll give it a shot. Like, I'm, I'm a UFC yeah. fan, and, like, I, I love it. I love a good fight. I agree. Like, you know, I mean, UFC 251 just happened, and, like, and <clears> the fights were amazing. It's just yeah. so good. It's just such a good thing, and I'm just I'm glad they're doing it, even if it is off like Fight Island and they've not got crowds. Which <laughs> don't get me wrong, I miss the crowds, but I'm like, if this is the way we get to have it, I'll take it. Yeah, if that's not how Mortal Kombat starts, I just I don't know what. Yeah, is. I, I literally had that we're feeling. Flying like, all these fighters into this. All these fighters island. going to this remote <laughs> island, empty arena, just the fighters and the necessity crew and i'm like all they need to tell you is that the you know the multiverse is on the line and we're good you know we're if somebody doesn't suck the soul out of somebody's face i'm gonna be very disappointed that's all i'm gonna say. well they're not gonna give us that right away it was only the first one there you know you, <laughs> oh, need, you need to build to something like that you know hey, let me give me an arcade machine falling on somebody then give me okay. something yeah we can, we can yeah, work yeah. with that i'm sure we can okay. work that one out 360 you know? kick uppercut give it time dana dana white's always looking for like new <laughs> gimmicks and stuff to throw in and draw people in i'm like you know it's like that 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 can't be that far off root surely yeah yeah. All right, so for anyone who's not aware that is watching this as a comic book podcast, I know we're just talking, <laughs> talking about UFC. Um, that's officially a first for us, I think. We've opened yeah, a we comic book podcast. Now, we've opened a comic book podcast talking about a sport. I'm sure we've just confused so many geeks that have came in here. <laughs> how like, dare you talk about sports? Like sports, how dare you? <laughs> we don't we don't do that here. We don't either, so don't 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 get the wrong impression. Yeah, don't don't do it. Like everyone gets into these talks about American football, and I'm like, oh, was it that a great game? I'm like, it's boring. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it as a foreigner coming in. Like it's boring. And like, I I will happily watch highlights of a game, but like I I don't have time to sit and watch you stop and start. <laughs> I feel like we're going to lose minutes. a lot of fans on this. I hey, I get away with it. I'm a yeah. I, that's true. I came in. I I tried. Hey, old Tommy. That, See, Tommy's one of the fans we're going to lose talking about me not yeah, liking yeah. football. Well, I will say, like... Thank you, you so much for that host, old Tommy. Absolutely appreciate it, brother. Absolutely you watch legend. a four-hour game, and you're, you got maybe an hour and a half of football. Yeah. In that, like, entire four hours. So, See, that's I think it's what, a lot of wasted time. See, that's what wasted it for me, is, like, I literally <laughs> tried to get into football, because, like, my wife's family are football nuts. They're football daft. Yeah. Right, so, like, I, I tried. Like, they're mm-hmm. all big... Den- they're from Colorado. They're all Denver oh, Bronco yeah, nut jobs. You know, they're all, like... <laughs> orange and blue all the way i tried did she listen to these podcasts no because we talk about comic books it's we're good um but like i tried i tried because like over in the uk we get like highlights of like the football games and stuff like that so i thought okay Mm -hmm. awesome i'll watch this and i'm like this is good i could get into this this i could get into this as the highlights right (laughs) and then i watched my first super bowl yeah and i realized what the highlights were were literally that highlights of stopping and starting i'm like you're, you're talking the closest sport we've got to it is probably rugby yeah and you're talking from a sport when like a guy gets speared like in half and the ball <laughs> taken off him and they get up and keep running like you don't yeah. stop at something like that so hey hey 
Humor White, oh, one of our friends from over and um, one geek four eleven. Nice. We were just talking about you guys. <laughs> yeah, we literally <laughs> just talked about you guys coming in last week again. Thank you for that. Um, we did a shout out in the chat. Um, go and check out their Twitch channel, which is now kicking off the ground. Um, going to be doing similar airs. I think it's on Monday nights. They're going to be keeping it and um, recording their podcast. So absolutely go and check that. Um, over at twitch.tv slash one geek four one one. But yeah, so like I just I watched the first game and I'm like it was good. It was good watching a Super Bowl. It was good being part mm. of it. I watched a bunch of them. I've watched a yeah. few Super Bowls now, but like getting into football itself, it's just it's not something I can do. Like I don't like the stopping yeah. and starting. But UFC, one hundred percent my sport. Like I'm I'm good for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No worries, man. No worries. It's like yeah. Weird. See, I grew up. I grew up like it was just me and my mom basically growing up and she was not a sports fan so mm. in turn i turned out not to be a huge sports fan but again i love uh i love ufc and ads just said he loves nhl i've been to a couple of hockey games local hockey games and they're, yeah. they're a ton of fun see ads has told me about this like i, I talked with ads we were we were actually friends on facebook and he said that to me suggested me to check out hockey i did watch mm-hmm. a little bit on espn plus obviously it's an older game because the hockey's not on right now or i think it's yeah. just starting back or something uh-huh. and i watched it it was actually decent i'm like i could i'm willing to give it a go like this seems more my pace like it's more like let's keep the game going let's keep going guy gets his face smashed into the side it's course. like soccer meets rugby but with a puck yeah it's like you know guy gets smashed into sorry, the... football Guy gets smashed Football. into a, a sideboard, has his face completely caved in, and he's told to get up and scare it off. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I can get into that, but yeah, yeah it's like, but one hundred percent UFC fan. I love MMA. I got totally into it, and yeah, I'm excited it's back. Like, yeah, we've only agreed. had a couple of events so far from them, and I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for more. I'm glad that UFC is yeah. definitely back. Okay. All right, let's delve into some <laughs> actual comic book stuff. We have literally been on for almost fifteen minutes, and we have talked about sports. We must have needed it apparently i'm like i've never needed a sports talk in my life but apparently that happened today so okay we're gonna but yeah so today guys we are finally back um hey john how's it going man saying hi guys how are we doing yeah doing absolutely good man you you literally just missed us talking about about sports but we're now like actually delving in so you've not missed anything really sports, can you believe it <laughs> we talked about ufc which is like for a bunch of you, I know you're all fight fans as well. We're UFC fans, and I'm talking a lot about about the new game and stuff. UFC four coming out, excited for it. Definitely want to check it out. Um, all right. So yeah. So this week we this is actually the rescheduled podcast from a few weeks ago because we were literally meant to do this a few weeks ago, and then we had the family emergency, and I went to the ER, and all this other stuff happened, so we cancelled the podcast. So this is following that. We then had Doctor Bell on talking about the minion which was awesome which is an amazing one if you've not seen that conversation go and check it out the guy's amazing and mark stancil as well from terminus media both of them brilliant guys really glad we got that opportunity we still need to set up for dr <clears throat> bell to come back and just go into an art rant with you yeah um, agreed. but yeah so that was an amazing one and then last week obviously nitro wasn't here so for anyone who's just coming in as well nitro's back He's back this week, so we'll give him a shout out. He is here, he is live with us today, and then he's disappearing for another two weeks, so you know, Chidi is back and then boo excessively, you know. Boo. The lady from Princess Bride. <laughs> boo. boo. <laughs> My brother always sends me that meme. Oh, it's hilarious. Can't can't be Princess Bride. 
Special shout out to Max from the Infinity Bros, who I know doesn't he like loved that movie. It. He loved the Princess Bride. And just go Infinity give him a Bros. shout out and just share your Princess Bride love with him because I'm sure he would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, last week we had one Geek 411 and with, with me. I was going to say in with us, but they were in with me. I had three. I was outnumbered for the first time ever on this <laughs> podcast as the only one from here with three other people on. We talked about the MCU Phase 2 and we had a blast. They're yeah. an amazing group. If you've not heard their podcast, you can get One Geek Four Eleven on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out their Twitch channel, as I've said. Absolutely brilliant group of people, and with some interesting conversation because, like, Nitro and I agree on a lot of stuff with the Marvel movies, so mm-hmm. it usually ends up being us ranting at stuff. Um, yeah. But we actually had some conversations because they had some different perspectives, some different views. Chris didn't think that you know the winter soldier was in the top five movies and i i bit my tongue <laughs> kind of <laughs> love you chris <laughs> um but yeah it's it's been a good couple of weeks but i'm glad to have nitro back i'm glad we can finally get back into this one iron man 3 did iron man did nothing wrong for the first hour i agree well, for the first yeah for the first hour it was a fantastic movie only the thing hour. that they did wrong, and I did mention this on last week's podcast, was literally, if you took out Killian mm-hmm. and took out the chick yeah. that created Extremis and just had Ben Kingsley be the Mandarin, not Trevor Slattery, just the Mandarin, yeah. it literally changes nothing. Hmm. Those villains have literally no bearing. You could literally just change how he gets Extremis and have him be the Mandarin, and everything else would still play out the same. Yeah. And I think the the they kind of tried to readdress it like in a in a short film. Mm. Uh, the king is back. Yeah. I think is what it was called. And it's I'm like, the Steve, you know like you messed up when you have to do that. Well, that's why in they Shang- know they messed up. Well, that's actually why in Shang Chi, like they're having the Mandarin and the Ten Rings show up because it's like we yeah. need to do the Mandarin right. Speaking um, of, have you seen the behind the scenes photos? In I was Sydney? actually just about to do that. Let's jump into our news because that's actually part of it. Is production has restarted on Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. People are back there, and it's Australia they're doing it in, if I'm right. Um, yeah. Are back there. They're building sets. Apparently, all the the actors are back out there, so they're getting ready to begin the filming process again. So Marvel, the MCU, is back into production now. Thank the Lord. They're still working out like the details of the releases and everything, as far as I know. Like, yeah. Because um, obviously everything's been pushed back. And mm-hmm. um, you know, like Black Widow's not coming out to the end of this year, and it should be out on like Blu-ray and DVD at this point. Yeah. Or digital release if you're not an old man like me that still says Blu-ray and DVD. And I'm still waiting on that Eternals trailer. Yeah, we're saying. Yeah, Eternals trailer. I'm pretty sure we mentioned that last <laughs> time we were on stream together, and that was like two weeks ago. It was meant to be coming out in July, and we still don't have it. From my understanding, it was supposed to be attached to Black Widow, and Black Widow was supposed to come out like four months ago. So it had to have been done. I mean, where yeah, is it? Yeah, it's done. On, Just guys. drop it. Come on. Come um, on. But yeah, Shine Chi's back in production, which I'm I'm glad for. Like. I'm not a massive like I'm not massively excited for Shang Chi, but I'm getting the kind of vibe of that I did for like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man. Like these are like this is a character not many people know, but we've seen what Marvel's done with it in the past. So yes, so I don't know a ton about Shang Chi, Shang Chi the character, but I grew up watching kung fu movies, mm. and I feel like they're going that type of route like Bruce Lee because they've referenced Bruce Lee multiple times in the in the in the press lead up. Um, yeah, so it's, I, it's I for one, am excited about that. Yeah, it's definitely going to go that sort of direction with it. And, yeah. And that's interesting. And that's definitely a big thing for you. I know you're a big Kung Fu man. We talked about it yeah. in 
last time you were on the news, like you were excited for the Yusagi Yojimbo series coming to Netflix and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. so I think Shang Chi will definitely be up your alley. Um, I wasn't as big into kung fu movies growing up. I do like it. I love martial arts movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see what they do with it in the Marvel thing. So what's I'm, up, Bat? Oh, Bat! Hey, Bat! It's been a while since you've been in chat live, man. Good to see you, bro. Thank you for coming in. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ross. No, no, no. You're yeah, absolutely fine, man. If you chat, come in, definitely nab them. Um, so we do have another couple of news things apart from that. There's nothing much else from that because like they're just rebuilding sets at the minute. So production mm-hmm. started. That's it. Slow news week. Yeah. Another trailer has just dropped. I think it was like yesterday it dropped <clears throat> uh, for a new Batman animated movie, Batman Death in the Family. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the death, of, about that. the death of Jason Todd and all this. What I didn't realize until I watched the trailer, because I hadn't read anything about it yet, I just knew the trailer had dropped, so I watched it earlier today. It's an interactive movie. Mm. You get to pick the what happens, which I really kind of am intrigued with, because I've tried doing this with a lot of things. We've seen that with a few things, like Netflix is doing it a lot, like the pick your own adventure stuff. We've yeah. seen that with their, um, was it Black Mirror's Bandersnatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. The pick your own adventure sort of thing. But, um... Sorry, Bat saying, I can't chat much. I'm just listening. I'm driving up north, going camping. So I'm listening to the show. Awesome, man. Oh, thank, you for, thank you for tuning in while you're on your drive, man. I hope your camping yeah, goes dude. well. And better you than me. I am not a camping person at all. <laughs> I do <didn't, laughs> I not survive alone in the woods. It turns into like Blair Witch Project. If I have to go into the woods, it's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Death in the Family is like it's an interactive story, which if you don't know, the Death in the Family story took place in the 80s, I believe. And it was with the second Robin, Jason Todd, back when he mm. was Robin, uh, was captured by the Joker and basically beaten to death or beaten with a crowbar and left to die in an explosion. Mm-hmm. But fans got the option to phone in. There was two phone lines because back in the 80s, that's what you did. There was phone lines for votes and you phoned one number to vote to let him die and you voted another number to let him live. Yeah. And of course. And people phoned in to let him die. They wanted rid of him. They hated him. Jason Todd yeah. hated as Robin. Yeah. I hate him as Robin. He doesn't work. The only good thing about it is he became Red Hood. Like, as Robin, he sucked. Yeah. Um, so they let him die. And that's what led to his death, Batman's biggest regret and loss, which led to the Red Hood stuff. But they're playing into that. So there's actually three options for this. So it's like you can either really? have Robin die, you can have Batman save him, or you can have Robin escape himself. Like, just excuse me just before the bomb goes off hmm so I'm like okay like I'm I'm intrigued and it shows you stuff that's to come like you see Jason coming back looking very hushed with like the bandages around his head and some Dude, scenes yeah, yeah. and then there's clips of him in the red helmet hood which I'd like to point out those clips of him as Red Hood in the trailer are 100% from Under the Red Hood. You think? No, they are. Like, I recognize the scenes. Like, the scenes of him jumping and cutting Batman's line and all that stuff, it is literally from Under the Red Hood. Because I thought the animation looked the same. If you look at the animation on Joker in this trailer and in Under the Red Hood, it's the same animation. Huh. So it's tying into Under the Red Hood. I like that. You know, I'm not officially saying it, but, like, um... I'm like, yeah, that's that's definitely like a prequel to Under the Red Hood. I've had Under the Red Hood in my Amazon cart for at least two months. <laughs> dude, just just buy it. It's worth it. I know, dude. Just, it's only ten dollars. I'm, I'm gonna get it's it. It's worth. If you have not if you have not seen the Under Red Hood animated movie to this day, it is my favorite DC animated movie. 
Yeah, I saw it a while back and it made a really big impression on me. So. It's, it's so good. Um, so I'm excited for this to see what they do with it. Just because yeah, I'm, ex- really cool. I'm excited for them taking a, a plunge into something new, like having it, because like, it's going to be released on digital, but they said on digital they don't have the interactive feature because like just the way it's set up and the de- mm-hmm. on the Blu-ray, it's going to have the interactive stuff. Um, yeah. So try and pick it up in Blu-ray and try out the interactive stuff where I'm probably going to do that and just kind of see what it's like and how it plays out. And There you go, Ad saying he watched it two days ago and enjoyed it. Like, yeah, man, it's, it's such a good yeah. movie. It's so well done. Yeah, I think my top two DC ones, or maybe not top two, but one of the top two that come to my mind are Escape from Arkham. What's the one with the Suicide Squad in it where they're in Arkham Asylum? Oh, Assault on Arkham. Assault on Arkham, that's it. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Obviously, Under the Red Hood. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good one as well. My favorite, apart from Under the Red Hood, is probably Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, yes, that's another one. Flashpoint Paradox, beautiful animated movie. That's what makes me scared for the live-action Flash movie is like, yeah. You've, you've already done a movie version of it that's perfect and it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna catch lightning in a bottle with that twice you know no no yeah. pun intended but yeah how dare you i know i know i'm gonna lightning <laughs> pun for the flash i, I know i feel dirty you are definitely a dad <laughs> dude what was my excuse before then i've been making dad jokes since i was like 12 i was like no at least i've got an excuse now <laughs> dude, I have really and... dad jokes in my head right now that i could just i know i won't i won't no, behave, behave. Family show. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, at least we keep telling ourselves that. I don't know if we still are. <laughs> Maybe, mm. hopefully. We but. try, we try. Um, but yeah, so that was an interesting one that came out. Uh, probably the biggest one that came out recently, um, last week, just after last week's show, uh, was rumour that we have a casting for the Hawkeye show coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Haley oh, yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld? Um, is is apparently been cast for Kate Bishop, who, if you don't know, was um basically the Hawkeye of the Young Avengers in the comics. She was like Hawkeye's protege, and then recently in the comics, Clint Barton dropped the Hawkeye name and just goes by Clint Barton. Yeah, and if um, Haley Steinfeld isn't ringing a bell, she played uh in Bumblebee. She was she's lead. in Bumblebee. She was Emily Dickinson in the Dickinson TV show. Was the most recent big thing she was in, and oh, okay. she was the voice of Gwen Stacy in Into the Spider Verse. Really? I did not know that. Yep, she was the voice of Gwen Stacy in Into the Spider-Verse, so she's no stranger to superhero things, although this will be her first time doing it live action, so... Yeah. I'm up for it. Like, I, I think she could be a decent job. I mean, like, cool. I've not seen anything that she was in it that was, like, overly, like, oh, she's a bad casting for it. Like, I, I'm open for it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm really interested to see what they do with this show, because I, 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 I still feel like he's so underused. Underutilized. Yeah, so like, I mean, I said it last week when we talked about the MCU too. That was one of my favorite things about Age of Ultron, which is a movie I'm not a massive fan of, was that we got so much Hawkeye. Like, mm. I love Hawkeye's character in the MCU. I'm all up for getting more Hawkeye. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, even in, I feel like even in Endgame where they, they went the Ronin route, until the very end with the Clint and Natasha stuff, I just, I'm like, man, I feel like he was just such a missed opportunity. Yeah, they deserve to do more with him, and I'm all up for him getting his own show, and I'm all up for him and having Kate Bishop come in and getting to explore. And I'm a big Jeremy Renner fan. I think Jeremy Renner's a great I, I actor. Am so I am like, I, I'm all up for him continuing to play Hawkeye as long as he wants. Um, so that's a show I'm definitely excited <clears> for. But Haley Stenfield, there's definitely still a rumor at this point. There's been no official word from from Disney or Marvel yet. So mm. we'll see how that plays. But a lot of people are like reporting the rumor now like it's starting to get around so and um, very soon we'll probably get a word up if it's true or not because a lot of people are starting to talk about it now 
On a total side note, do we know when the the Disney Plus shows are dropping? Like Falcon and Winter Soldier, Vision, WandaVision, and I think Falcon and Winter Soldier, they either are finishing up production or they just finished recently. Because okay. the, the last bit of their season was cut short because of the coronavirus shutdown. Um, yeah. So I think they're finishing it up now. Got it. Um, either okay. that or it's just finished up. So I would say probably end of the year, start of next year, with the soonest we'll probably all see that. And that's meant to be the first show. Yeah, okay. Um, One Division will probably come next year at some point. Got it. So anything else, goodness knows at this point. But... Um, other big things just like little announcements not massive things was yesterday was apparently spider-man day who knew apparently that's apparently not, everybody well, well i didn't until i went to twitter and it was trending like spider-man day yeah august 1st is spider-man day woohoo and i'm like when did that happen like quick thing yeah, Spider-Man. I, I no post. so apparently yesterday was spider-man day so happy spider-man day to everybody or happy post spider-man day um yeah, why not? Spider-Man's a big enough pop culture icon at this point. Yeah, give him a Spider-Man day. Is it an official holiday? No, it's like it's like when uh, whatever date they go like that. Like it's like grandparents' day. I mean, it's it's yeah. like it's, it's a holiday, of, but not really. It's not an official <laughs> day, but apparently we've just decided that August first is Spider-Man day. So it's like cool. Um, also, yesterday there was a celebration from James Gunn because yesterday marked the sixth anniversary of the release yeah, of Guardians cool. of the Galaxy. The first yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy movie dropped in August first um six years ago so in 2014 mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's exciting i can't believe it's been six years since we got guardians of the galaxy yeah that's crazy man again still one of my favorite mcu movies i love guardians yeah still i had no idea what i was walking into i was like i have no idea what to expect so i knew did. nothing i mean i had one galaxy uh, guardians of the galaxy comic and the only character that it had in it i think that was on the lineup was star lord mm. But I had never opened it. I had never read it. I was like, what is this trash? Dude, even if you'd read Guardians of the Galaxy prior to the movie, you had no idea what you were walking into. True. Like, they completely changed it, because there used to be, like, a space police sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, completely changed everybody's character, and literally everyone went, yeah, we like them like that. Like, okay, Marvel yeah. Comics, change every one of them. They ended up with, like, Tony Stark syndrome of, like, it... Like, forget everything you saw before the movie. Now in the comics, he is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. It was the same with Guardians of the Pratt. Galaxy. Yeah, it's like God, you know, Star Lord is now Chris Pratt, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Star Lord's origin is completely different too. Yeah, like Star Lord's mm-hmm. not like the son of like Ego, the Living Planet, and stuff. He's he is half alien, but it's like it's like Jason of Star Star Fox or no, no, no. That's a that's no. a different one. That's like he's related to Thanos, I believe. But it's like Jason. I've completely forgot where he's hey, from. Isn't Star Fox like a Nintendo game? Never mind. What am I talking about? Oh no, there is a Marvel character called Star Fox as well. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I was straight like, I, I'm gonna say like good deep dive. That's like <laughs> one that nobody knows about, and you're just like, ah, Star Fox. I can pull yeah. names too. Um, <laughs> let me see what else did we have, and then, yep, the only other big news we had for this week was on Friday, Umbrella Academy season two dropped. Um, so if you're a fan of the Umbrella Academy uh, comics or TV show on Netflix, second season of it dropped. I absolutely binge watched it in a day, so <laughs> I liked it. I, I would have like my approval on it. I still haven't finished the first season, but I saw the opening for season two on Twitter, and it looked awesome. Yeah, it looked awesome. It's, it's a really great continuation of it. If you want to hear more about talking about Umbrella Academy, on next week's show, officially confirmed, we have one of our previous guests, Louis Southard, nice, uh, coming back on to guest host with me because Nitro's going to be out of town again. 
um, and we talked about each other and we decided yeah we're going to talk about the Umbrella Academy season 1 and 2 um, nice because he's a fan of it in the comics and stuff so we're going to do a little bit talking about that next week and for anyone in chat that's not had the chance to read into it then uh, we'll definitely um, give you the opportunity to watch it and catch up before we go into it because we'll be talking full spoilers because why not I hate when people do that we're going to talk about the show but we're not going to give spoilers to anyone just wait and give people a chance to watch it and then just go like, because I'm, I'm not going to be responsible for spoiling it for any of you. Next week, if you come in, spoilers everywhere. <laughs> just for <laughs> just warning. everywhere. I'm just for warning you. Like, I will literally right. open it up. I will open it up with the biggest spoilers just to prove a point next week, you know? <laughs> you uh, have been warned. Yep. So, like, in the chat, we've got, uh, did you ever see the comics when Venom attached to Groot? And as, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, like, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy run, I believe it's um, when, what's his face, Flash Thompson has Venom. Um, he joins the Guardians for a while and Venom kind of like jumps from member to member at one point so you get like Groot and Rocket and all this in the Venom symbiote very That's cool, sorry. very cool story uh, El Tommy confirming for you, yep Star Fox Nintendo 64 Yeah, rocking the old Nintendo 64 still one of the best consoles I've ever had ever, with some of the best games I've ever played yep, don't give me your graphics crap on it and all this, like still Turok. some amazing games, come on Turok, Turok. Golden Eye, Super Mario sixty four, like come on, like, some of the best games ever. Um, what else? Saying Umbrella Academy season two, really good. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal season. I I loved. I literally like. I was only going to watch like half of it, like because it came out on the Friday, and I started watching it while I was at work because like we're not getting a lot of calls now, so like I'm watching it in between calls and all this stuff. And I was going to like go to the end of my shift, watch about maybe half of it, like the ten episodes. I thought I'll watch the first five. I can yeah. do that over my shift. But then my shift, I've watched up to like episode seven or eight, and I'm like, and I'm so hooked at this point. Like I need I've to see how this it. ends. I need to see how this finishes. So I ended up finish watching it like two thirty three in the morning. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I, I get off work at like midnight anyway so it's like I need time yeah. to wind down so like I just watched that while I'm doing it uh, L Tommy says I'm about to binge Umbrella Academy my cousin sold me on it last night yeah Tommy like if you've ever trusted me on anything brother trust me on this Umbrella Academy is phenomenal I love the comics I'm a huge fan of the comics I love the TV show uh, 100% it is worth checking out it's... so how does it line up with the comics cross in your opinion very vaguely like very vaguely really uh, there's definitely it takes from the comics like the main elements that come from the comics is like like in the first one you get like the introduction and all the stuff and the lead up mm -hmm. to the big finale is all very much the same i'm not going to go into two spoilers for it in case people yeah. haven't seen them yet um and the second one a lot of it takes place in the 1960s and mm -hmm. about the jfk assassination like around about 63 yeah again not spoilers if you look at the front cover of the comic it is literally called dallas it's okay. and the whole trailers are all 1960s based so you can work it out from that yeah. so i'm not spoiling anything that that's the period it takes place in um but in terms of stuff like it does its own story like the comics go ball to the wall crazy with stuff they really do like yeah. they go absolutely all out with stuff they go um it's a superhero story but they're also like especially in the show they're pretty crap at what they do like they're not mm -hmm. great heroes yeah um, and it's like the whole first one is like hey the apocalypse is coming we have to stop it like yay and like but again that's in the trailers not spoiling anything but saying that that's literally the setup for the first season is like hey the apocalypse is coming um but like yeah so they're, they're kind of it's following the story of this family they're like 
The whole thing of it is that they were all born to different mothers at the exact same time on the exact same day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mothers who gave birth to them weren't pregnant that day. Something happened mm-hmm. and these women all gave birth and an eccentric billionaire like adopts seven of them <clears throat> yeah. and creates the Umbrella Academy to train them for for to protect the world from something that's coming but he won't tell anybody what this apparent something is so you're like mm-hmm. is there something coming he knows about or does he just not really have a clue yeah just as something you know just a crazy old, old guy <laughs> but the comic goes crazy when all this stuff and it's like the show doesn't delve into some of it but it takes the story in different directions and mm-hmm. it makes sense for the show cool so it's kind of its own thing almost yeah so it's like as, yeah it's definitely something that's up my alley like i love superhero stuff and i love superhero stuff that subverts the usual superhero story and yeah it's not completely like off kilter but it's like it's on that edge where you're like this feels a bit weird and uncomfortable at times but mm-hmm. just let your brain go with it and honestly yeah. you'll have a blast it's a lot of fun i love the umbrella academy stuff and they set up great going into another season so they're obviously expecting another season to come out of it they um, which I really hope they get, and from the reviews that everyone's kind of giving it, it looks like they will do. I mean, everybody's talking. I've heard like no negative stuff about it so far. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you do delve into the comics, be prepared for a weird direction, and that's just Gerard Way and the way he writes. Gerard yeah. Way, obviously, if you recognize that name, it might be from My Chemical Romance. Um, okay. The lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard oh, Way. Okay. The right, he's the one that created and wrote Umbrella Academy. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Um, I think you so, might have told me that at one point. I forgot, though. Very possibly. But yeah, yeah. it's the show's worth checking out. As I said, we'll go into it next week. I don't want to go too far into mm-hmm. it. It dropped on Friday. It's brand new out. There's 10 episodes each season. That's 20 episodes. So it's like not even the length of a full normal season on TV. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, it's like most of us are still at home quarantined. You've got the chance to binge it. This is your time. Binge Umbrella Academy. All right, I think that was our last big thing for the news this week. Um, Word. Literally nothing major happened this week. Um, let me do some shout-out stuff because I completely forgot to do this at the start. I forgot to do our um, usual housekeeping stuff. Um, so you may have seen me sipping on some coffee. As the show goes on, we are, of course, sponsored right above Nitro over there um, by our sponsor company, Gamergrind Co. Let me throw that in the chat. Did that pop up in chat? Yes, it did. Um, so click on that link to head over to Gamer Grind if you want to get some amazing coffee. I absolutely adore this coffee. Um, try it out for yourself. Use Comics in the Cross at checkout. Save yourself 5%. You can get yourself 10-ounce bags, 16-ounce bags of tons of flavors. Some of them you can request what um, roast you want on it if you want it light, medium, dark. Some are specific, but most of them you can kind of ask for. Um, definitely go and check it out. The coffee you will not be disappointed I've been drinking this since we got them as a sponsor like back in April and I've, I've not been disappointed drinking their coffee every new flavour I try is awesome I absolutely love it um, and while you're there also pick up some Comics the Cross merchandise we have a mug available there um, as well as a sticker that's available for purchase so go ahead and check that stuff out speaking of merchandise I want to throw this one up as well where is it? my teespring one there it is um, head over to our Teespring store where you can pick up some amazing merchandise like the Comics and the Cross t-shirt. Boom. That I am actually Boom. wearing. I finally got to pick up one for myself. It's ridiculous. Representing. It's been like five months. Um, so yeah, let me stand up a little bit and show you. This is ridiculously good quality. I was waiting for a pair of leggings, dude. 
No, no, not like not a leggings yet, man. We'll get we'll get you sporting them. Don't worry, huh? But yeah, you can head over to our store. You can get this the t-shirt. You can get a hoodie with the Comics and Cross logo on it. You can get leggings. You can get kids tees, baby onesies. Also, you can get the Fight Night poster from our Fight Night episode that we did. All available there on Teespring. Yep. And um, we have tried to lower the cost as much as possible. On Teespring, you have to have a certain amount of payment on it, and um, because the payment you pay for that actually pays for it being on the Teespring store and then making it. Um, so it has to make some sort of profit but I have tried to minimize the profits that we actually get as much as possible yeah. so you guys can get it for a good price and we're also looking for other um, stuff to go up on the store hint hint Nitro hint hint alright <laughs> <laughs> I've only been saying it for a while so I'm just you know I know I know my bad um, so yeah we're hoping to get some more stuff up there like I'm hoping to put together a comic clan t-shirt to go up there for the community and hoping to get some more stuff to go up there um, but yeah, go and check it out. Uh, let's see what else we've got. We've got our uh, go and check out our YouTube channel that I'm putting up in the chat there. And um, if you want to catch up with any of our previous episodes, like the crossover we did last week, we are now on episode 18 of this, which is absolutely insane. I can't believe we're at episode 18. And um, you want to check out the previous 17 episodes, then head over to our YouTube channel. They are all archived there for viewing go over there and even if you're not going to go and like watch through all the archive stuff if you've seen the episodes do us a favor if you've got a youtube channel go over there and drop a subscribe help that channel grow because if that channel starts to grow over on youtube it helps us get more exposure brings more people to the twitch brand to see the show live which is yeah, what I mean, we're we, really trying to grow we have a full work week worth of of uh of uh, content so uh, no excuse exactly we've got a ton of stuff up there man and um, to keep the conversations going on online, you can go to our social media pages um, or over to our Discord. Um, add us on there. We last week hit 300 followers on Instagram. Yesterday we hit over 250 on Twitter. So thank you so much to everyone that's following us on there. Go ahead and check those out. And go and be part of our family over in Discord. And if you want to keep finances coming in here for us to do what we do and to expand the show, then you can either subscribe to the channel um, for at least four ninety nine, or through Amazon Prime for free, or you can um, follow us on Patreon and support us for as low as $2 a month over there. And we absolutely appreciate any financial support that you want to give towards the channel. Alright, I think I got everything. Is that everything? Yeah, I think it's everything out of the way. Sweet. Not out of the way. That sounded wrong. You know what I meant. Yeah. I think like, you know what I meant. Yeah, the stuff we, we we need to kind of throw out Not there. Not dumb can... stuff out of the way. We can talk about what we really want. Well, it's getting the stuff out the road. It's basically like, hey, this is a business. <laughs> we need to get our actual business stuff out yeah, there. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I need to mention it. But okay. Yeah. News is out the road. Housekeeping out the road. Let's delve into Let's it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Talking about part three of our early 2000s Marvel movies. Talking about Daredevil, Elektra, and Ghost Rider. The top three Marvel movies ever made. Oh yeah, 100 percent. No doubt about it. Not right not, up there with Winter Soldier. Yeah, not not a lie at all. I mean, these, these are crappy I mean, movies. These are these are these are. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> the early '90s Captain America, all of them, right up right up there. You know in that movie, he literally, <laughs> literally feigns being sick to steal a car from someone, twice, in that movie. I just. I just can't get over the motorcycle helmet. That that thing just. Motorcycle helmet was amazing. He's uh, got a clear Captain America shield too. 
<laughs> because of course he does. Why wouldn't he? Why not? Why not? Um, but yeah, so like, let's okay. Let's start off with Daredevil. I want to start off with Daredevil because that leads into Elektra. Because Elektra, for those of you who might not have seen it, I know everybody saw it. It was such a high-grossing movie that everyone adored. Is actually a sequel to Daredevil. So we're going to start with Daredevil. Full disclosure, when I seen this movie, this came out in 2003. I actually fairly liked this movie when it came out. I don't know if it's because I was going through my kind of teenage rebellious phase. Like, I literally listened to the soundtrack non-stop. The soundtrack on it I thought was amazing. Like, I just absolutely adored it. Um, and I thought the movie was pretty decent. But looking back on it, I'm thinking it was more a case of cause, you know, you just watch it and take it for what it is. Yeah. It's decent. Not thinking through the fact of, like, that doesn't make sense. Why mm -hmm. did that happen? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Oh my goodness, he's a murderer. Oh yeah. my goodness, you just slaughtered that man with a train. You know, it's like, it's, there's, there's questionable <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, it sticks pretty close to the main story of Daredevil from the comics. You know, it's like he's a son of battling Jack Murdoch, the devil, um, a boxer, who is told to throw a fight, doesn't throw the fight, gets killed because he doesn't throw the fight. And while his son had seen him doing a dodgy deal, he runs away and makes a forklift veer off track, which goes into, you know, acid and chemicals that are just out in the open, ready for, to be pierced by something and fall into a young boy's face. Um... Just right in the middle of the road. Yeah, just right in the middle of this, you know, this this construction area that's clearly the back of a warehouse um, <laughs> that anybody could run through. Um, which, you know, I, I kind of wanted a little nod towards, like, the comic book origin for it, but I don't think they're ever going to do that in a Daredevil thing. Which yeah. is what, was the, what was the original comic one? Well, the original comic thing is apparently, like, um, he gets goop in his eyes and pushing someone out the way of, like, an oncoming vehicle. Oh, that's right. And the unofficial, like, thing is apparently, like, that goop that, like, blinded him and turned him into Daredevil and gave him his powers then mm. fell into the sewers, which is what ends up creating the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? They actually kind of reference that in the Turtles comic as well. Like, they don't fully say it, obviously, but the scenes mm -hmm. are mirrored to look like it, so it's kind of heavily hinted. And, like, even, like, oh, the right, villains... Cool. Like, even the villains in the Turtles are called the Foot Clan. Which is a which is a gimmick take on the hand, the ninja oh, clan, yeah. daredevil fight. So there's a bit of daredevil oh, influence right. in the turtles, which I think's kind of cool. Like that's a crossover I want to see. I know we did Batman in the turtles. I want to see daredevil in the turtles. Dude, that would be sweet. Just bring it full circle, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gets these powers and stuff like that, and he starts freaking out in the hospital as you would, because like I can't see, but I can also see everything. Um. Yeah, it's... No, we're just going to take it bit by bit because there's no other way to take this movie. What Your initial thoughts on it, Nitro, what do you initially think of the movie? And... So I remember seeing it when I was younger. It was 2003, right? Yeah, 2003. So I remember... Yeah, so that was 17 years ago. Yeah, we were so, just, we were just uh, babbies guess, back then. I, guess, I was actually... I was 20, so I guess I wasn't super young. Um, you were 20? But yeah, I remember... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I remember seeing it when it came out, and I remember not knowing anything about Daredevil. Uh, and I remember, you know, saying, eh, I'm sorry. But now, knowing what I know, and having lived through the Netflix Daredevil show, and yeah. having actually read some Daredevil comics, 
and stuff. Uh, not a fan of this movie, really. <laughs> I think there were a lot of things wrong with it. I think they did some things right, but I think there were a lot of things wrong with it. And you had mentioned the soundtrack. Yeah. And it, it's like, it was like the quintessential early 2000s, every pop rock group that's popular at the time. Let's just get them on the album. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Evanescence? Come on, dude. Yeah, Evanescence on. is on there. Hooper Stank's <laughs> on there. Um, oh, man. Who is it? Is it yeah. Rob Zombie's Fuel, on there? Fuel, Saliva, Seether, Nick, Nickelback. That's right. Nickelback and Saliva are on there. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's not early 2000s unless Saliva and Nickelback are involved. I did. Full, full quote, by the way. I'll be completely transparent in this. I do like Nickelback and Saliva. I'm I still, like Nickelback. But I'm still they fans get... of their music. It's... Don't they get me wrong. Definitely they... early 2000s. Oh, one hundred percent. No question about it. I, I yeah. have no qualms about the fact of like, yeah, they are definitely set in their time period of the early 2000s. Yeah. But yeah, and um, I, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, even before we started. But I think the movies of this time period, I don't think they had been able to nail the tone correct. Oh no, for no, movies no, no, like no, no. I feel like this movie wanted to be really, really funny, but and then. And then I feel like when they were trying to be serious, they didn't take themselves that serious. And I just, it, it felt like a weird tone. They were trying to be serious and then they prison. tried to interject humor <clears throat> at points. And like, it just, it, if you go back and watch it, it doesn't land. Like, even... Yeah, like one of the, one of the, one of the scenes, because I was rewatching some, some uh, recaps of it, because I've seen it multiple times. Oh, yeah. So I've, I was watching some recaps of it. And there was that part where, where, um, bullseye goes to the airport and he's going through the metal detector and he looks at the dog and then he stares the dog down and then the dog like backs i'm like really come on now how, how cheesy is that I, I again full disclosure i'm not gonna like i know he's horrifically campy and awful but i kind of love colin farrell as bullseye if it wasn't for and the all, massive tattoo on his forehead, and all, and, oh, it's no, oh, it's not even a tattoo. Remember, it's like it's literally like a yeah, scarred yeah, yeah. target. Like he's cut this into his head, just in case you didn't know who I was. <laughs> Which I love the fact he even does it. Ah, 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 like we get it, you're bullseye. <laughs> we congratulations, you threw it and hit the target. We get it. He plays Apparently, it so though. campy, and for some reason, like of all the times he chooses to do his normal Irish accent over playing an american one he decides to play bullseye as irish for no reason except yeah. that, except so they can play um house of pains uh, i may be irish like i may be irish but i'm not a leprechaun you know and yeah. this is this is the band that done like you know jump around you know yeah, the other yeah. quintessential 90s and 2000s like i'm in middle school it sounds like a rap song yay it's not yeah. um they decided to play that but like he's he's so campy and over the top i kind of love him i know it's not really i know it's not a real thing of bullseye but there's something just so campy about him i'm like he's magnificently bad in the same way like arnold schwarzenegger's mr freeze is bad but i kind of love it see i can't oh man i don't know i can't i can't, I can't do it <laughs> I, i'm not saying that the bullseye in daredevil netflix show was better uh, he was better he was better i, I think I he's like a, they, i I feel like that was a missed opportunity. That's yeah. that's a totally separate subject. Um, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I don't think Colin Farrell's bullseye is good by yeah. any means. He isn't. <laughs> He's not good. <laughs> no, he is awful, but it's so campy and over the top. I can't help but kind of love it at the same time. Okay, I can respect that. I can respect where you're going. Like, but that. no, it's, it's not a good interpretation of bullseye by any means. No, 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 no. Does anybody have a ankle-length reptile 
leather jacket that I can wear. <laughs> That's the one right that is, there. And that's that 100% the kind of leather jacket I would probably have worn in my teens if I could have worn it. I was about 15 or 16 when this movie came out, and yeah. I 100% probably would have worn that. How much more early 2000s can you get? I mean, Yes, I'd... He kills an old lady with a peanut. Oh yeah, that's right. I this poor about that. little sweet old lady next to him in the plane is like, I kind of love his look of fear. As she's just rambling on, he's looking at her like. <laughs> I totally forgot about that part. And it's like he just opens a packet of peanuts and flicks it, bounces it off the chair in front and into her throat, and then he just like puts her head back like she's sleeping, and I'm like, that's a weirdly dark comedic scene. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the tone is just all over the place. Like even when they're trying to be serious, it's it's like way too much humor. Oh yeah, and it's like, and his character is one of the worst offenders for it, like because he plays it so campy and so over the top. Yeah, like he's so like theatrical about it, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's like it doesn't quite fit the dark tone they're going for. Like, because like I said, like if we go to like his to Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Like, even from the get-go, like, we kind of get a little hint of him as Matt Murdock, we get him as a lawyer, and the guy gets let off that they're trying to put away. But, like, then he goes into Daredevil mode that night, and, like, he invades this bar, he beats the crap out of all these villains, chases the guys after down to a train station, and, like, basically knocks them off the platform, and there's an oncoming train, and he just stands there and watches this train come, <laughs> and, like, murder this guy, and it's like... <laughs> How can you have that campy over-the-top bullseye in the same movie where you're having a legitimate daredevil murdering people? Yeah. Like, can it I... wasn't even, like, as an accidental. He knocked him off and the train's coming. No, he knocked yeah, him I'm off just gonna and the light's at the end of the tunnel. And he watches it just come in and just... It's like that scene, I forgot what movie it was, but somebody is on the ice, it's a comedy. Somebody's on the ice and there's a Zamboni coming and he's screaming and the Zamboni's like 50 <laughs> feet like no away way. and it keeps coming and he keeps doing a close-up of the dude screaming. Oh man, I forgot what movie that was. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so freaking but, good. So I, I will say, can I, can I just say that I feel like Ben Affleck for this entire movie, he just looked bored. Like out of his mind. Yeah, like there seems like, it's, I don't know if that's meant to be his blind person face. <clears throat> like, because if you watch him, like even in the first real scene we see him, um, it's him coming out of like the sensory deprivation chamber, mm -hmm. which I thought was a really cool idea personally. Mm -hmm. Like Matt Murdock going into a sensory deprivation chamber to rest because like it blocks out like sound, it blocks out sound, yeah, yeah. it blocks out all these other things that your senses pick up on, mm -hmm. and I like and just something that can help block out what he feels on a daily basis because like Charlie yeah. Cox obviously talks about it and it's his daredevil. Like, the one that always uh, rings with me is when he's talking to Stick and says he sleeps on satin sheets because cotton feels like sandpaper against his skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, like, having a sensory deprivation booth, I was kind of like, that's actually kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah. Um, also, as well, all the fact of that they brought a blind person on set to help with things. So, like, even when he's taking money out, like, his little thing, and he folds the notes in different ways. Are you talking about the Netflix... One, uh, right? No, 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 this isn't Daredevil, this movie. Oh, that's right, that's right. He, he, like, totally he folds money in different ways, and he said that's a trick that blind people use so they know what bill they're pulling out Yeah. Um, in their wallet and stuff, which I thought, that's really cool. Except yeah, for the that fact cool. that Matt Murdock would know what bill he's pulling out, so wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, because he could feel it. Because he could literally feel it, or like he could literally hear sound waves bounce off it and read what yeah. it says. You know, it's like, 
I guess to try and keep up appearances that he can't, but yeah, it was only afterwards I was thinking about that. I was like, he doesn't actually need to do that. Yeah, you're right. And he probably he probably even need to do it for like keep up appearances because like would anybody question it? Like ever, you know? It's like, um, but yeah, yeah he I, just I feel like I, I feel like he was. I don't know if he, I don't think he was right for the role, honestly. I, again, just, I, looked, I just go back to that. He just yeah. looks bored. He looks so bored. He sounds so monotone during it. Yeah. He just. Even the fight scenes aren't aren't that amazing. They're not like, no, great. They're like, not. The only the only worthwhile fight scene really is like him and Bullseye in the church has got some interesting moments in it. It's not mm-hmm. a brilliant scene, but like it's got some good parts. Yeah. And then him fighting Kingpin is a pretty Dude. decent fight scene at the end. All right, so that I'll, I will say something. So I am actually a huge fan of Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Oh, yeah, one hundred. Dude, I am for real. I thought he was awesome. Like I Best he, obviously he had in the size. Yeah, like best casting in that the, movie, one hundred percent. He had the swagger of Kingpin. I thought, I, and I think him and Vincent D'Onofrio play them totally different. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I like both of them. I like I, I like think, the way Vincent plays yeah. it, and I love the way Mike Clark, Michael Clark Duncan played it. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I think the Kingpin that we get in the Daredevil show that fits <clears> with the that would fit with that fits with the dark tone of that, and also what we get with the MCU. And um, I've yes. seen as well, amazing casting. Yeah. I don't think Michael Clark Duncan's kingpin would work now with mm-hmm. that stuff because i think the kingpin role's been changed in variant and we've seen what vincent d'onofrio can do with it and he yeah actually... it would definitely work for the movie because it was it was a kind of a he was kind of a shallow villain a little bit but i mean yeah, they phys- didn't physically a... you know they didn't give him a lot to work with but what he worked with they played with it even like the putting the rose on them his conversations were like bullseye and stuff mm-hmm. just the way he held himself like going around his office doing business and then even going into the final fight like he carries himself so well 100 yeah. percent. i'm a huge michael clark duncan fan you know I rest, rest in peace big guy absolute gotten gut busting loss when he passed yeah. away i love his movies i've always loved his movies like all through the early 2000s the man appeared and i don't know how many movies like he seemed to yeah. show up everywhere from this from like the green mile to you know is that the guy is a phenomenal actor mm-hmm. and he was he was the only role i can look at in this and think yeah i'd probably have kept that the same yeah like ben affleck definitely not he was not a Dude. fun daredevil he didn't capture matt murdoch for me Mm-mm. colin farrell like like i said it's a guilty pleasure watching him but if i had to cast a proper bullseye he's not the guy for it well and i didn't know how much foggy nelson i needed in my life and so i saw the netflix show because i think the dynamics between them two is awesome i think that makes that show oh yeah and like, you now, now looking back yeah, now looking back and seeing John Favreau, who I love in the role, yeah, um, I just it just didn't work for me. Oh yeah, I love John Favreau. You know, we know him, we love him from <clears throat> the MCU to the Mandalorian to everything he's doing now. The guy's phenomenal. Um, you know, literally, if you watch that, Foggy Nelson and Daredevil is literally Happy Hogan from the Iron Man movies. It's the same yeah, character, it's the exact same person. It's the exact same character, which to be fair is not really his fault because Foggy Nelson and Daredevil doesn't get screen time like at all and um, we get like no screen time at all for him he barely interacts yeah. do you know karen page is in this movie i did not know karen page was in this movie See, eldon henson is a better foggy i agree 100 percent as eldon henson is an amazing foggy he was a great casting which i never <laughs> thought i'd ever see something i loved him in after mighty I, ducks I, like i literally watched him in the mighty ducks movies and thought ah, i'll never really see him again and then he became like Foggy Nelson, and it was like one of the best casting choices ever. He was so good. 
So I, I stand corrected. I did know there was a Karen Page. I'm sorry, because when I was researching this for the show, I read about a director's cut, apparently, that exists mm-hmm. that is actually salvages the movie to a point, and it, it, there's more Nelson Murdoch, and there's Karen Page, isn't yeah. it? No, she's in the actual... The, I mean, she's I, in it more, rather. Yeah, like, the actual movie she appears, but literally it's a scene where they go to Nelson and Murdoch's, like, law office, which, if you didn't know that was their law office, you won't know that's where they went. <laughs> Because they never tell you they've gone back to their office. It just looks like another room in the courthouse. And there's a blonde chick sitting at one of the tables that doesn't even have a line. You know Karen Page? You know, one of the big love interests in Daredevil's history in the comics. A massive part of the connection of Nelson and Murdoch. A massive part of the Daredevil story. Yeah, it's that blonde chick over there with no lines. It doesn't appear in any other scenes. Yeah, that's her. (laughs) I'm like, oh, an established love connection from the comics. No, let's do, uh, let's do somebody else. No, let's bring in Jennifer Garner to play Electra instead, and totally just murder the character. Were they married? Literally, this, were they married at this point, or was like, or did they get married after meeting on this? I have no clue. As like, because I know I that no I know that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner end up getting married, but like, I don't know if it was before or after this. But can we just talk about how awful she is as an Electra? Dude, that fight on the seesaw made me want to break this movie in half. Dude. <laughs> like, I, I wanted to pull the movie out and oh. break it in half over my knee. Okay, first of all, that fight is so <clears throat> random and out of nowhere. But can I just point out as well, by the way? Like, okay, first of all, he's a stalker. He literally chases her out of the restaurant for no reason to try and get her number. Which I'm like, dude, even, you know, you tried the blind thing, she said no deal with it you tried the you know the petty thing it's not working for you yeah and he goes out there and first of all like she tried to walk away and he grabs her arm and i'm like okay me too culture please yeah we're getting getting a bit forceful here okay that aside how does she respond she starts the fight he's blind She doesn't know. I will beat the brakes off you. She doesn't know he's daredevil. She doesn't know he can do any of that stuff, like the balancing on the seesaw, the jumping and flipping, the catching the cartwheel. She doesn't know he can capable of any of that stuff. I'm like, all that for all she knew that was going to turn into like a blind dude grabbing her and her laying a beat down on some blind dude. They can't beat the brakes off you. It's like seriously and like. Are we meant to just ignore the fact that like, she just attempted assault on a blind dude that luckily can defend himself? And I'm like, that's... It just so happens. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, it's, and then, of course, once that happens, they don't talk about it. They go for a walk and she starts, you know, do, you know narrating her backstory. I'd have had some questions. Yeah. Like, because she even Why? mentions it. Like, he even, like, stops it on point. Oh, watch your foot in there. And she goes... Oh, thank you. Wait, wait a minute. How are you doing? How that? did? How and how did you, know you do that? that back there? And like, <laughs> and he just brushes it off. Like, it's such a random, like, throwaway question that he brushes off and they move on from. And she never comes back. I'm like, no, I'd have some serious questions. You're blind. How the hell did you do any of that? I would, I would have put my hand on his chest, and be like, no, we're stopping right here until you explain what you just did. <laughs> You're explaining what the hell just happened and how you yeah, could yeah. do that as a blind yeah. man. I'm like, because like. I, you know, that's, I don't want to push down a blind man and say a blind man is not capable of that, but it's not something you typically see blind people doing. So yeah. I would have some questions. Like, seriously, you know? 
Yeah, I feel like that whole romance was just was so bad. It was so forced. <sighs> yeah, they tried to force it so badly, and it's just... It was done so wrong, especially when you watch again. I don't want to keep harping back to the Netflix one, but like it is the better version. I mean, we have to compare it because you know they each they're they're addressing the character, you know, and Netflix just you, does it so much better. If you watch season two, you get to see Electra and you get to see the relationship between Matt and Electra and how it's complicated. It, exactly, it's not meant to be easy and straightforward, and she doesn't yeah. have the same like moral values, obviously, as he does. Oh, absolutely. Like, as far as when it yeah. comes to confronting justice. Yeah, because like, they, they just totally took out the backstory of the fact of, like, yeah, she's a trained assassin. She was trained from this since she was a little girl yeah. um, and trained by... Oh, yeah, we're getting that to that one, <laughs> definitely. And then they gave her a movie. Like, yeah, they gave her a movie after this because that They're was like, a good idea. You know idea. what was the worst part of Daredevil? Electra. Let's give her her own movie. There know. we go. We'll redeem it. And we'll totally negate everything that happened in the first movie, the Daredevil movie to make this new movie Anyways. oh yeah pretty much um but yeah like her whole relationship she's meant to be an assassin trained from a young age she's meant to be trained by stick same as um daredevil mm-hmm. of course she's not in the movie because there's no reference to stick whatsoever None. and the fact that they were trained by him and i'm like do you know how big a part he is of his backstory like stick's like a major player yeah um although in saying that stick apparently stick appears in electra we he don't put, we don't put him in daredevil but he shows up in electra because... And I know, okay, I, I have to bring this up since we're kind of broaching it, and I know we're going to get into Electra in a second. But the entire plot of Electra revolves around Stick trying to get her to assassinate this family so she can realize she has a good heart. Is it Stick that's getting her to do the assassinations? Is it him that's calling them? Because they don't make... I thought so. They don't make that clear. Like, stuff just shows up at her house, and apparently she's got an agent <laughs> for assassinations. She's got an agent that helps her with this because that's what assassins have. I think um, Stick is the one who organized all of it, though. Because his goal was like, you know, you don't really want to do this. Okay, so that's... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, I've got I even... Can... All right, let's finish Daredevil because I've got even more questions about Electra <laughs> now. That's... Okay, yeah. It's a bad movie. It really Anyways. is. Um... Uh, all right, so one thing I want to say about Daredevil. I'm, very, I'm a stickler for... If you have a cow, like... A head covering that goes around your mouth you got to make it look good and they just they do not do a good job on this it goes over the bridge of the nose so you can see his little button nose popping out of the bottom of the cow yeah doesn't it yeah i believe it does it doesn't he it doesn't is. have it doesn't have a strap at the bottom no 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 no. i'm just talking about the way that the cow is oh, the on ben affleck's head yeah, cause, like it literally just sets on a <laughs> it looks on the head so and... dumb it looks so dumb um, you could have done so much better with that, I think. Yeah. Oh, and what's his face in this as well? I can't even remember. Okay, let me finish with Electra before I jump onto him because I'm still talking her. So yeah, so they take out the assassination with Electra. She's not an assassin. She's not been trained since she was a kid. But don't worry, we'll retcon that in the next one. Because why not? Just her dad had her trained because her mother was killed at a young age. Because why not? Um, then he gets assassinated by Bullseye. Um because um, Kingpin's like put him up to be the next hit because he won't work along with him. Mm-hmm. Bullseye kills him using, you know, Daredevil's staff. Um, which then, of course, makes Elektra think... Okay, Doesn't he yeah, hit, it right, hit him right in the head with it? It's like sticking out of his head. No, no, no. I think it was in the... Was it the chest? Oh, yeah. Like, that's right, that's right. Straight through the chest. And I'm like, 
Yeah, which of course sends Bill's eye into a whole big thing because he tried with other methods and Daredevil made a mess and he starts like I don't know what to call it, like a hissy fit when he talks to Kingpin almost like <laughs> he made me miss. Like what are you doing? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I know. Yeah. Oh, it's even worse than that, like when he throws it and it hits it, ah, ah, and then he does like the big sweep with the jacket and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're like a 1920s villain. I just can't get over the airport scene where he looks at the dog and he's like, oh, come on, man, come on. He just needs like a twirly mustache, he really does. Yeah. Like, he's such like an old, like, vaudevillian, you know, vaudevillian so villain. It's like he really is. So you took away my hand. Oh yeah, the church scene, we'll get to that one. Yeah, the crucifixion thing when he's fighting with Daredevil and Daredevil like moves his hands with a stick like in front of the incoming bullet and it like goes through his hands. It's like my hands. Like, really? Did really? we need was that the pose we had to go for? Like yes, we're in the church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um but yeah, so Electra decides to train by fighting um sandbags. Like all good assassins do. And then they say oh, yeah. she's capable of like beating Daredevil. Which she does. She beats Daredevil. I don't know how she beats Daredevil, this man who's like got these superpowers and has trained for so long. I'm like, you don't want to fight her, like you don't have to get stabbed. <laughs> I'd like to point out as well, she stabs him with a sigh. Those are not meant to be sharp weapons, they're sword breakers. They're not meant yeah. to be like <laughs> sharp. In every movie, people stab somebody with them. But I know. yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, it's like they're they're not meant to be sharp. They're heavy. That's, that's what I've got. I've got a pair of sai. Like I got my friend Cal bought me some. Yeah. Like I said, because like we were going through an Ninja Turtles phase, and I thought I was Raphael, so like he literally he collects swords, so he got me a set of sai. They're so cool. Yeah. But they are they're heavy like things. They're sturdy. Um, but yeah, so then she decides I beat Daredevil, so I can take on. Bullseye, which leads to one of the over-the-top campiest fight scenes probably in the whole movie, of Elektra versus Bullseye, where he blocks with his cape, with his, well, his jacket, and it's a cape, let's be honest. Um, he catches the Sai in his hand, throws it back and stabs her in the hand, and then they, he kills her with the crappest effect ever. Like, he lifts her up and stabs her through the stomach, and you see the shirt going up. Like really, you didn't have effects to put a fake like thing at the back of her. It, like you just had the shirt going up at the back to say, "Look, she's been stabbed through." Like, it's okay. going right through. Look, see. It's like so she's dead. But of course, it's a superhero movie, so don't let that stop you doing anything. <clears throat> we get the church fight scene, which is probably just as camp with some really bad CGI. But it was two thousand and three, so it wasn't going to be great. Dude, the CGI is awful. Yeah. The whole movie. It's just so bad. It is. I'm looking at a picture of the of him stabbing her. Yeah. And I know this sounds really like awful, but <laughs> the knife is going in one direction and then the shit's popping out of here. Come on, man. It's so bad. It's so bad. And um, oh, that's who else appears in this movie. I keep forgetting. Ben Urich. The reporter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Pl- played by Joe Pantoliano because why not? It's 2003. He's he's done the Matrix and Bad Boys. Let's get him in here. Um, Joe Pantoliano brought in for literally no reason. 
Like he he comes into like the first Daredevil like you know crime scene, where he lights the double D that's left on the floor on fire, like to show that it was Daredevil that was here. Which I love this random thought of Daredevil like not only chasing this guy down, having him murdered by a train, but then took time to write a flammable like double D on the floor just in the hopes that someone would. First off, he's got to have enough gas to do that or whatever expellent or whatever you call it. And then, then you've got to literally take like an hour to like precisionly lay out the double the, the D's. But then you've got to hope that nobody like decides to smoke a cigarette on like we're waiting on the subway line or something like shh, light a cigarette, throw. <laughs> Why is that on fire? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's there's really a lot of precision, so um, Come, so, I mean, coming from an artistic perspective, I mean, that well, those D's cool. were like precision. Yeah, it, was it like looks preci- cool. Somebody like took it, a lot of time to do that. Yeah, it looks great, but it's like, why? Yeah. And, and what's the best way to get the police off your scent? You know, put down a giant double D that could only mean Daredevil. That, that's a one way to get the police completely off your scent, you know? Uh, but then he, he next appears after the Electra's dad like gets killed. By the way, shout out to the random like cameo of the coroner. It's Kevin Smith. Really? It's Kevin Smith. I did not know that. How? Why is Kevin Smith in this movie? Because <laughs> he's friends with Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, that is largely probably Oh, it. wow. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. You're totally right. That's crazy. <laughs> it's Kevin Smith. Like, literally, that friendship with Ben Affleck is like the only reason only reason that he must be in this movie like he owed him a that's favor. literally the only reason um which of course joe pantoliano like you know because i know it's ben yurik but it's joe pantoliano um talks with him and of course he has the beret like backwards yeah the, joe back, the backwards beret because you know what we're, we're doing every other stereotype why not like the, you know the new york italian stereotype to the fullest <laughs> point why not um which i love the fact that they closed down the the belly club and like he turns the top of it and the walking stick comes out. Yeah. You think there'd be better security measures on your main weapon that wouldn't link it back to your persona yeah, out think, of costume? Think, think blade and exoding exploding sword hilt. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's go that route or something similar. Something or here's an idea: don't make your belly club your like walking stick. Yeah. Where they can get your fingerprints. Make it a totally different thing. Like, really? Okay. You're a lawyer, dude. Come on now. I know. Like, come on, man. But, like, that's it. Literally, he works out from that. Oh, it's Matt Murdock. But nothing happens with that. Literally, the only scene he then appears in is right at the end when he wrote this full article about the reveal of who Daredevil is. And he decides to delete it. And when he comes out of his office, he looks up and Daredevil's there and he's, go get him, Matt. So your character had literally no point. You should have been relegated to like one voiceless scene, like freaking Karen Page, because you had no bearing on this at all. Yeah. Either yeah. that, or somebody had a really high hopes for a sequel. But yeah, like, but it ends up he fights uh, Daredevil, fights Bullseye in the church. We get the crucifixion scene. After which, after which, the only scene in that that I find kind of cool is the fact that if he uses the church organ pipes against him. Yeah, 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 that was cool. I like that he uses that. And then, like, when he swings up and smashes the stained glass mm-hmm. and, like, catches a bunch of it and is literally just throwing it at him. I have that as a con in my list. I it's love like, that. So it's like, cheesy. 
It's so cheesy. That's one of I the cheesy it. things I love. But I kind of love like you it. can play with that. Like he's got enough precision where he can do to, that. To be fair, I think in a live action movie or show, it's going to be really difficult to show Bullseye's power in a non-ridiculous way. I mean, let's be honest. It like is. stuff bouncing off the wall and stuff like that. It's it's going to be weird. It's going to be tough. I would like to see what Netflix did with it if he was given a chance. I wish we'd gotten I'm a season even, four to see. Even what... in the Netflix show, like the stuff that he did where he was throwing his baton off the walls and stuff like that, I was like... Mm. It looks kind of weird, I'm um, going to be honest. There's no way not to make it a bit cartoony. Yeah. It's one of those comic book ones where it's like, it's going <clears> to <throat> look a bit silly. Yeah. But just run with it and you can kind of make it work possibly. Yeah. Um, but we killed Bullseye, which I love the fact that Bullseye gets his hand shot through and then it's like, just to prove that, which is a whole running theme in this of like him attacking someone and like a kid like crying about it and him going, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> in his best Batman voice you know <laughs> but Shiba does at the end in his fight with Kingpin when he doesn't kill Kingpin like I'm not the bad guy when he tries to walk away when literally the scene before he throws Bullseye as hard as he can through that stained glass window where he lands on Ben Urich's car outside the church yeah clearly dead yeah and like and like, are we really still holding on to I'm not the bad guy you've murdered two people in this movie so far at least <laughs> At least, I'm sure there's more. Minimum. <clears throat> and then we get the final fight with Kingpin. <clears throat> Michael Clark Duncan is just such a freaking big, imposing man. Dude, like, awesome. I love when he sends Wesley out, and it's like it's just the slow unbuckling of the cuffs and the jacket off and the, the taking off of the shirt. And the, it's like he just takes his time. He's so calm, so reserved. But he is so big and fast and quick. I think that's the only negative I can say for his fighting style compared to like Vincent D'Onofrio was Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Is D'Onofrio pulls off the deception more. Like you would look at D'Onofrio and think what you would usually think at Kingpin. It's a big fat dude. What can he do? He's not mm-hmm. that big. He's not that quick. Yeah. He's not that agile. He's just a big lummox and uh. like with Michael yeah. Clark Duncan. Like no, there's no fat on that man's body. He was stacked. He dude. is belt like yeah, I could believe his arms were like freaking trash cans like That's I can ridiculous. believe that dude is also quick and agile and is going to snap me and like, he's on every steroid out available yeah like that dude <laughs> was he was huge yeah <clears throat> but like that's the only like definite positive I think for Vincent D'Onofrio in terms of comparing kingpins. Like we said, they're both very different, but I love both very in different, different ways. Yeah, I love but D'Onofrio is like definitely portrays that that level of um I'm not what you think I am. And I, I feel like it's worth mentioning, like, in the, in this era, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and casting choices, and obviously Kingpin in the comics is white, but I thought Michael Clark Duncan is a fantastic actor. Yeah. And I think... And Kingpin is a very well-known villain. It's not like this... It was yeah, like a yeah, like yeah. A, a C-list character. This is a, a very well-known villain for not just Daredevil, uh, but a lot of other characters. And I just... I feel like... There's, they got the spirit of the character, which I think is the most important thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, I looked at that movie and I'm like... Oh, sorry, I unplugged myself. Um, yeah, I looked at that movie and I'm like, I literally can't think of anyone that I would rather play him. Like, I was trying to think of other big actors around 2003 and I'm like, there's no one I can think of that can do what he yeah. can do and portray yeah. Kingpin in that level, white, black, otherwise. Like, I, there's not another one that is at that level. Yeah, I agree. You know, because say what you want for Vincent D'Onofrio, he's great now, but, like, back then, like, you're thinking around the era of, like, Men in Black, 
in yeah where expansion. he played that farmer <laughs> yeah and like law and order was a like criminal intent and cell and, he was in cell yeah and cell like he was he was still a little guy yeah. he wasn't like big like he is now like they play well, and Kingpin. even in real life like he's not a big dude he gained no, a like, ton yeah. of weight for like the netflix show oh absolutely absolutely he he done an amazing job with that and i'm like so he isn't the first choice i would have at the time i think you know michael clark duncan definitely was one thing i will say for the movie is i feel like they did a good job so there was a couple of things that i did like obviously uh, yeah. i thought the suit was decent other than the cow which i had an issue with i thought the suit was decent this was pretty for, sweet for I, the time frame i thought it was decent i do like the suit in daredevil even the cow to a certain extent it's like a, i get what you're saying about it is yeah. weirdly kind of shaped but overall, i had the same I mean, the cow thing i had the same kind of gripe with um charlie cox and hit there the cow in that movie or in that series too i just like i'm a, I'm a huge stickler for it especially in batman films where it's super prominent like yeah it's got to be perfect if 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 their face is going to be on screen for an extended period of time it's got to be perfect yeah yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. i feel like the black suit did better in the, in the netflix show because they had multiple layers and you could tell it was going over in his nose and you know, anyway yeah, I thought it, the suit was good. It was definitely played in an interesting way. It was definitely portrayed in a good way in that. I think the mm. the Netflix is definitely better. I mean, like I said yeah. before, I've got it over there. I absolutely adore Charlie Cox's like Daredevil suit. It's yeah, it's spot. And on. I love how they iterate on it in the show. And it's it's not just iteration for the fact of we need to show a different suit. It just it's a practical like iteration of yeah. the suit. Definitely. And right, I, so... I like how the movies was like a lot of the movie was like shot at night. I, I yeah, love it. So I like I kind of like the tone of the movie. Um, yeah, it's, it definitely they... gets a tone that fits Daredevil because like mm-hmm. I always think Daredevil is basically Marvel's Batman. Like pretty much, it's that same sort of hunt for justice, taking in bad guys, like, going about at night. There's a lot of similarities um, to it, so like I think it's portrayed well in that. Yeah. Um, so I want to do like last thoughts on the movie and then move on and just because we're time's pushing on and I want to try and at least hit the other two movies at least yeah. get into Electra won't take long oh shoot it won't I'm, take I'm long. very interested in Ghost uh, um, Ghost Rider no Electra like, not so much <laughs> but like last thoughts then on Daredevil last overall thought on the Daredevil just movie. not a fan man just not a fan I think there's too much negative with this movie to me I'm, yeah. I'm probably never going to watch it again I'm going to be straight up yeah now, now that the Netflix show is a thing I'm that's the one I'm going to go back to that is Daredevil for me yeah there's nothing unless I got a really big boost of nostalgia at one point I'm probably never going to go (laughs) back and watch it for early 2000s pop rock (laughs) yeah it's like at the same time I think if you do want to check this out there is some positives to it you know like definitely like um, Kingpin is 100% Michael Clark is amazing in this he's great and I think some of the agility that they show Daredevil have and some of his powers that he shows, yes. I think they do a really good job with that. Yeah, portrayal of the power. Some of the fight scenes are decent. <clears throat> um, not all are amazing. I think Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner were, weren't were great choices for casting. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell wasn't a great choice for Bullseye, although I do like his campiness to <laughs> it. I just It's a guilty pleasure. If you're into that and want to see... I want to see an Irishman camp up the best he can, one of the biggest assassins in the Marvel Universe, then definitely check it out. <laughs> um, oh Sora hey man how you doing stupid accent I uh, forgot why I love and hate watching the podcast <laughs> you'll love it you'll love the accent you know you do you know you'll love it man I, li- I literally went on a podcast and hounded him he was getting interviewed by somebody I can't even mind who he was getting interviewed by and I seen him on there and just, like they were asking questions to Sora Oblivion and I literally went on and went tell him to speak in a Scottish accent 
Tell me, speaking of Scottish accent, <laughs> I'm never letting this go. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, all right, let's let's jump into Electra. I'm right, not full disclosure. I'm not kidding. I watched like stuff to try and get caught up with Electra again. I have seen the movie once. I watched stuff to try and get caught up with it, and I still think I forgot most of what happens. Uh, full disclosure, I am not a hundred percent sure I've seen this full movie. Um, I might have when it first came out. Yeah. But I don't know. I seen it when it first came out. Like, I never saw it in cinemas or anything like that. It came out in 2005. But I went through a period where I was buying, like, all the superhero DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elektra came out and I bought it. I watched it because I wanted to check it out and wanted to see what they do. But, like, the trailers for this never even interested me that much. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I watched a ton of recaps for it. And even then, I was bored out of my brains. So... Uh, sort of saying, oh, you poor soul, not the greatest movie. It's like, yeah, but that's the fun of looking back in the early 2000s superhero movies, Sora, is like, it's, they're all bad, they're all, like, it's amazing to look how far we've come. Yeah. In such a and short I think, time. And what we were talking about, Sora, earlier is, I, I think, and, you know, chime in, cross if you disagree, but I think the early 2000s, and even before that, some of the comic book movies, I think they just struggled tonally. I don't think yeah. they knew where to land. Like I, I don't, they they didn't want to go too serious. They didn't want to go too campy. So I don't it's it's a weird tone. middle ground. It's not even like they struggled tonally. They just struggled. Period. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I this, agree. like I this. Electro we're talking about came out in two thousand and five. <clears throat> that was literally mm-hmm. just three years before we got Iron Man and the launch of the MCU. Three years. Yeah, Iron Man nailed it on the head. You're right. Yeah, sir. it's like three years before we got MCU, and it's like it's just amazing to look at how far one way these movies went until the MCU stepped in. I'm like, yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, I'll always give credit to Spider-Man and X-Men for the modern superhero run. I think without mm-hmm. them, we wouldn't have got the MCU. Yeah. At the same time, I think some of these other ones, especially under Fox, they just they dropped the ball. Which, funnily enough, all of these movies we're talking about today are Fox. Oh, surprise. Um, but yeah, so, Elektra. This picks up literally as a sequel to Daredevil. It follows Elektra having died and been resurrected. How did she get resurrected? Right immediately. How did she get resurrected? Uh, she, the entire uh, emotional crux of the first movie was negated in the first five minutes of this movie. Legitimately. <laughs> and it's like, don't get me wrong, I know that's what Elektra does in the comics. Um, disagree? Disagree with what, Sora? Need a bit more context to respond to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like the... I guess she dies in the comics and she comes back and the whole thing with the hand it's like about spider you should be about spider-man oh an x-men an x-men well, they, doesn't sony have spider-man though yeah they did but oh okay but yeah definitely you're okay to disagree with it that's just my personal opinion i think like the modern superhero movies started with them like mm-hmm. personally that's just yeah. my, my take and like all the 90s stuff was a certain way and then X-Men I mean, and Spider-Man brought it to the forefront and don't get me wrong Kevin, stuff didn't get it right after that we also got some great movies like Spider-Man 2 and X-Men 2 then I mean it, one of the greatest minds in comic book movies today, Kevin Feige he was a producer on a lot of those older comic book movies like in early 2000s, late, 90, late 90s yeah, so. absolutely and I think it shows and I think it's a factor, some of these like just totally miss the mark but some of them don't get me wrong, X-Men and Spider-Man, looking back, they're not f- amazing. Yeah. In certain ways, there's definitely, definitely problems with them. 
but I think it was definitely the road towards what we got with you know with the MCU yeah um you know but if you disagree with that and you think it came other ways or you think they weren't as good or they were better or whatever that's one of the great things about this you can get to have your opinion on it and we all have our yeah. different opinions and stuff you know spider-man 2 was trash really sorrow spider-man 3 absolutely was oh yeah trash. spider-man 3 is trash x-men 2 was fantastic and x-men did waste saber tooth i will give that but x-men yeah, and x-men 2 are still are still fairly decent movies don't get me wrong they're not amazing especially looking back on them but at the same time they're also like 20 years old now mm-hmm. um i do have to disagree with you on spider-man 2 though like because we we talked about the spider-man trilogy and went back and looked at them and like Spider-Man yeah we talked 2's, about it at length spider-man 2 is still a, a really good movie in my opinion anyway it's like but if you're not a fan of it like i, I can kind of understand like maybe it's just yeah. Raimi's style of doing it and... it, it definitely is I'll, I'll i'll say this and i think i said this when we did our, our podcast when I, I think it's it's definitely campy it's in the campy category oh yeah because yeah. you got Raimi, obviously yeah um, Raimi loves it was so good. stuff but i think the way that they treated doc ock was really good i'm sorry we're, we're way off topic no 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 definitely but no i definitely want to respond to chat and stuff like that it's like but yeah but that's it some people aren't fans but some people are like i know people who are massive fans of superhero movies that i really don't like you know yeah like i still stand by like i'm not a massive fan of the captain marvel movie that came out and i know i'm in the minority for that like everybody seems to love it and i'm like that's fine you know that's why there's so many different comic books on shelves because people read different stuff you know like that's one of the great things about being comic book fans and but yeah <clears throat> so Electra comes in back on topic um, she's been raised from the dead how she just is we're, just, we're not even going to really focus on that you're waiting for the third one third one I'm sorry if I'm like not keeping up with your convo at all sorry, sorry. oh the Ghost Rider one we're talking about today yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry we're going to hit Ghost Rider soon Electra's not going to take long Like I just I literally want to mention it because it's a sequel to yeah. Daredevil that came out just a few years later I have um, nothing good to say about Electra I'll be straight up no like I hate how they try to hype her though like, she comes back for the dead nothing much kind of <laughs> going on with how she came back she just is and the first guy she goes to kill is like talking about her like you know she's this whisper that she comes up to you and she whispers one last thing before she kills you and it's like I, I did watch um, Nostalgia Critic doing a little talk thing on it and they said if she's so good at that how do you, does anybody know that's true you're such a good assassin <laughs> how does anybody know that's how she does it yeah. cute actress one positive actually really hot but that's about it yeah I mean Jennifer Garner's definitely attractive actress to play her you know I'm not going to deny that but like the character is just terrifically bland yeah uh, this movie is if, if it's possible is more boring than Ben Affleck looked in Daredevil oh it's possible <laughs> it's possible because I had to read to go over stuff for Electra for this show it's way <laughs> possible um, because yeah so she's she does the assassination we set her up badass assassin Hiya. yeah <clears throat> what's the obvious next thing go back to her big fancy house with her Still oh yeah we gotta review that one, by the way. Oh yeah, I know. I, like, I have a tough spot for that one. I'm kind of like <laughs> arguable. Like I like Hulk, but also it's awful as well. I like it's I, awful. I, but I, I, I have don't. A tough spot. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. It's one of those things. Like eh, I don't know. At least something happens in Hulk. Yeah. You know, it's like it's more than what happens here because like she goes back to her big mansion, is talking with her agent. Did you know assassins have agents? Because this one does. It books her like assassinations. 
Which, all I'm going to say is, like, it just, her seeing her there doing that training and, like, this agent coming in, it made me really think of, like, Lara Croft, like, Tomb Raider, like, the Angelina Jolie movies. Mm-hmm. Chick going around the big house is about to go off on a mission. Um, with, like, a butler just following her around. Yeah. And, like, again, they gave me that vibe, and I'm like, oh, don't even try to be that. I mean, that's not a phenomenal movie either, but, you know, it's, like, it's better than this. So she gets her assassination contract, <clears throat> which is to go after this father and daughter. Yeah. Which we don't realize at first, because for some reason they don't tell us that she just all of a sudden is on a cabin on the Lakeside. Yeah. And there's this family in the cabin next to her, this father and daughter, which is her next hit. But we don't get told that until after she meets them. <clears throat> and she starts getting friendly with the daughter and all this stuff and. He's invited over for Christmas dinner, and she's setting up how to take them out, and then basically decides, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go after them. I'm not going to do it." And then basically, see that's that's what makes me question freaking what's his face, Stick being the one that sends her. Yeah, because only after she stops do other assassins then come, like from the hand, like this group mm-hmm. of like freaking weird supernatural things that are apparently sent from the hand it's like the tattoo guy yeah that's the best cgi wolf you've ever seen in your life i'll give him all credit though he's like the only one i remember yeah i know you tell me you know what's funny there's a team of like five of them you tell me any of the rest of them apart from like you know guy with tattoos and a guy that controls bed sheets when you first when you first said we were going to review this movie i started writing down notes immediately and i wrote tattoo lady that shows you how much I remember the movie. It wasn't even a lady; it was a dude. Yeah, literally all I he remember. He did have long hair, though. All I remember from the trailer is literally that scene with like the wolf coming out the chest. Mm-hmm. That's the only scene I remember from the trailer. If you see, yeah. was the trailer of Electra? Go, it's got a dude with a tattoo wolf coming out his chest. That's it. Yeah. Um. So the movie then flips, obviously, with her going to decide that she's going to protect this, you know, father and daughter. Tattoo Five guy. He saw some fights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tattoo guy. It's a it's a really cool concept. Like I love the idea of the tattoos coming to life because we see the wolf, we see the snakes and stuff coming out of him. Like, yeah, it's a great concept. Like tattoos coming to life off his body. Like, I just wish they did something with it. Oh hi, Mark. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Oniko? Oniko was like, "Oh hi, Mark." And I'm like, is is that meant to be a room reference? I think so. Okay, I'm gonna see. <laughs> Like if not, I'm like that's very random. It's very random anyway, but you know we're okay. We're pretty random in this show. But yeah, so we've got him, and we've got like bedsheet guy who like has got some sort of like telekinesis. Bedsheet guy. He has a fight that's scene with her, and it sheets just CGI going around scene. the room. It is just fantastic. sheets. And I'm like, best CGI sheets you'll see in your life. Is, is that a big it's category? So you know what I mean? It's is that so a, bad. But it's like. If you've got telekinesis, that's your that's your move. Okay, uh, we just waste all of your mental energy throwing all these sheets around the room. I know, it's so freaking weird. Um, yeah, it's really bad. But yeah, so like we get these thing coming in. There's a there's a chick as well. I don't even remember what her power is. She like absorbs souls or something. And I think there's more than that. I literally can't remember who the other two assassins are. I'm not gonna lie. I literally, yeah. I'm sure there's more. Well, like she goes to defending them, these people, and she decides to go and seek out Stick, her former mentor. 
you know the mentor she didn't have in Daredevil but now she yeah. has because she apparently trained with him when she was a child even though we learned that she didn't she trained with her father because her mother had been killed well it turns out her mother was killed by one of these assassins who as a child she saw as a big demon which I can only assume is like a, a hint towards like Shadowlands storyline where Daredevil becomes the beast mm. and like this demon that's at the head of the hand and it turns out oh no it's this guy and it just it's all over the place and it, it literally boils down to them fighting the girl's meant to be like this protege that can like fight and battle and like the light or something and do all this stuff and can, can i just say without sounding like super jerky that that kid is super annoying <laughs> oh yeah like there is literally no like she's the lights so and now we have to protect her and sticks whole thing of like well i treated you badly to send you off on your own so you could like get these assassin missions and learn a lesson and come back and protect her. i'm like what what i'm like it's literally like a you're just making this up on the spot, aren't you? You're just... You're, are you just talking out of your butt? Yeah, it's you like, are. It's like, you didn't plan any of this. You're just making it sound like this was your great scheme, and you you planned none of this. Not a thing of it. Not not one bit. And it's like, yeah. But yeah, it all leads to this big final up. fight where we get Electra fighting bedsheet guy, the guy who killed her. Bedsheet guy, that's... The, that's, that's who he name. is. That's, that's the official name. That's the only thing I remember is that scene with them facing off in this big tall like part of the house and like all these bed sheets like or towels or whatever the hell they were flying around. I'm like, we get like you know tattoo guy like almost gets the girl who's meant to be this protege and ends up like almost dead like immediately. Only for him to then get decapitated because it's like oh my goodness he's not just using the wolf he's got these snakes and there's so many of them and they're overwhelming her and I'm like. Okay, this could be interesting. This is getting kind of cool, and then what? Shum! Head off. Well, he was interesting. Thank you for that. And you're done. And there's the chick gets killed. And it's, it's it's so bad. Like, like they, they overcome and they defeat the hand, and then all of a sudden the family's safe because they are. I don't even get the end, and it's like, okay, they're safe now. How? Like, what's stopping the hand sending more people? The hand's bigger than five people. You know, is it... It's just such a bad movie. Yeah. They had no yeah, idea what they... I don't even know why they made it, like... Like, even, like, the whole thing of, like, Fox had to make movies, like, so often, so they kept the properties, you know? They had to make movies, like, every five years. We talked about that when we did, uh, like, Fantastic Four, and we talked mm -hmm. about that, um... But, like, this was only, like, two years after Daredevil. Yeah, and my thing is, like... Was there really an outcry biggest... for an Electra movie? Was that really a no. thing? No. And one of the things, like, as as bad as Daredevil did, they didn't even reference... Well, I guess that might be why they didn't reference. Like, they didn't even reference her, basically, in Daredevil. They, they didn't, didn't reference, reference Daredevil. Daredevil. They didn't reference Daredevil. anything that had happened, her getting murdered. Nothing yeah. Nothing was referenced. Just the fact that she died once and came back. And, like, even yeah. that's barely spoken about, and it's like... It's, it's so just, weird. It's so boring and it's so mm -hmm. bland. Yeah. And I like and again, like I just think it's such a bad take on Electra. Like if you literally watch the Netflix show, mm -hmm. season two of Daredevil, that version of Electra, it's like night and day. Yeah. It's the biggest waste of movie ever. It's it's up there, like it's up there in worst movies for me, along with stuff like Catwoman and like Fan Four Stick oh, and I like, forgot about that. It's it's up there with those for me. Like it's so bad.
Last so thoughts? are we done with Electra? <laughs> Last thoughts on Electra? <laughs> it's awful. Again, biggest waste of movie ever. Yeah, like even like the bad stuff in Daredevil, there's enjoyable stuff in it, and there's even like for me there's enjoyable qualities camp. about Daredevil. Yeah. There are none for Electra. Yeah, there's enjoyable campy no. stuff in Daredevil. There's enjoyable actual things in Daredevil and and portrayals to take. There is nothing in Electra that is worthwhile. No. Not a thing. Don't watch this movie. Don't watch any, you know, recalls and all replays of it. If you it have any of the thing. copies at home, set it on fire. Yeah. You know. Sacrificial burning, cleanse your soul. <laughs> you know, it's it's not worth it. It's Alright, let's move on to the actual other big one. Like because see, when I thought we were going to talk about Electra, I thought this is going to be great. This is going to be like a Fantastic Four rant. There's going to be a lot to talk about. I'm like, there's not even anything to talk about. It's at so least, bad, there's nothing to talk about. At least in Fantastic <laughs> Four, like, there was stuff to rip into, and it was like there yeah. was stuff happened. Yeah. In Electra, like, nothing happens. Yeah. All right, so Ghost one, of the, one of the big ones that everyone's been waiting for now, Ghost Rider. Came All right, out, I'll be straight up. Was it like 2006, 2007, something like that, this came uh, out? I think it was 2007. I want to say 2007. And it, yeah, 2007. Yeah, it came out starring Nicolas Cage is Johnny Blaze. Go for right, it. You, be, you, you've been waiting be to talk up. about this. You go All right, for the it. way that waiting. you feel about Colin Farrell as Bullseye is the way I feel about this movie. I know it's bad. Oh, yeah. I know it's bad. But I really, I don't mind this movie. And I'll say it like this. So I one of one of the comics that I remember most, like visually growing up, is Ghost Rider. Um, uh, Johnny Plays, and then there's the one right after Johnny Plays. I can't remember the name. Danny Catch. That's it. Um, th those two, those two Ghost Riders. Those are the ones that I grew up with, and I visually remember the comics and everything like that. And when he actually transforms into Ghost Rider and he does his crazy Nick Nick Cage like ah oh, my face is melting off <laughs> scream he goes when he finally Nick Cage in that moment it's so good <laughs> dude if they do if they do another live action Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider I hope I hope he looks similar to the way Ghost Rider looked because I thought I honestly I thought he looked almost perfect he like, looks really good considering it's 2007 it's like it's yeah. really good effects and even even his accoutrements shall we say his his bike his mm. chain everything was just i thought they did very 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 well i'm not gonna lie even though he the seven year old in me loves that bike like that's the yes. thing as a kid like that that's a cool bike even like, the I big skull it. on the front of it like classic like 90s yeah. ghost rider comics oh 100 um, but yeah i thought even though and this is one of my main gripes ghost rider wasn't on the screen a lot in that movie like i think less than 20 minutes or less than 10 minutes honestly yeah really not like... um he should have been on the screen a lot more like even the fight scenes he's got like i mean like the villains in this are like forgettable like i remember like, they're awful mephisto <laughs> and blackheart but like i literally the rest of them are like these elemental things that blackheart like brings in and like they're all defeated in like less than five minutes it's like somebody said it was ed uh edward cullen his emo cousin and the weird sisters were, were the main villains <laughs> like that actually it's actually a really really good description <laughs> <laughs> so, well it kind of fits because the guy that plays Blackheart is the weirdo from like American Beauty that like films the bag oh I don't remember that I don't I don't know if I've seen that movie like the weird the, the weird freaky dude is like he's like this bag blowing it's so beautiful you don't get it but it's beautiful and I'm like, like of course you turned into Blackheart that makes perfect sense <laughs> of course <clears throat> of course you're Slayton's on over dramatic artsy little nothing of course you are this movie is peak crazy Nick Cage it's peak. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's so good. 
the scene where he transforms for the first time and he starts maniacally laughing is so hilarious and terrifying oh. at the same time. I laughed as like his cut off. He's like, like oh his my goodness, he's losing. That's the moment for me. I'm kind of like, did he sell his soul to the devil, or is this all in his head? Because at this moment, you could tell me either, and I'll believe it. He's the, clearly the off. only thing. <laughs> the only thing I could think of when that was happening was what that looked like without the CG. <laughs> I know they had to film Nick Cage just doing that, and I'm like, you had to oh, dub man. that over so many times. I'm dude, sure. Dude, I would have like, recorded that on my phone if they had cell phone cameras at the time and oh, just kept it. Oh, it's just it's so. It's like the Shia LaBeouf green screen thing. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, you know, it really is. But that's the thing. I was like, <clears throat> Nick Cage is so like over the top, <laughs> campy bad, and that's like he just he goes all out on it. Which what do you expect? Is Nick Cage? Of course he does. Yeah. But like literally, he's the only real memorable thing from this. Ghost Rider. I don't know. Like, I like Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott was kind of cool. I, Sam I Elliott watch is anything with Sam Elliott. In Sam it. Elliott is cool, but he's such a throwaway character in this. He really is. He, he really literally is. appears to kind of give a little bit of backstory. He narrates the opening story of like the Ghost Rider that ran away from the devil yeah. with the contract, which is yeah. the whole MacGuffin for the movie of this contract yeah. of a thousand souls or whatever it is. <clears throat> He then becomes like a grave like caretaker. Mm-hmm. Gives a bit of backstory to him, and then we get like, let's be honest, the only other thing he does in this is the coolest shot in the movie. Dude, it's so the sweet. ghost the riders horse and the bike. The horse and the bike riding along the desert, the two ghost riders going into battle. Although I do have to say I heard a critic talking about that and goes like that. I love the fact he gets him to where he goes and like that was the last of my ghost rider powers. You're on your own from here. I'm like I know, that's, Did you that's not have ridden I... this like not like that and then turned into Ghost Rider here and helped me? Dude, I get that too. That he was like, I'm gonna take you where you need to go and we're gonna wreck shop. And the second he gets there, he's like, Alright, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like I use up the last of my power. Like, why did you Oh use yeah, and it's day, so you can't use your power. Yeah, why did you use the last of your power getting here? Why didn't you wait until we got here and like turn into Ghost Rider so we can both fight him? Why didn't you save yeah. that? Yeah. Like, but full disclosure, uh-huh. it's an awesome scene. Them it's riding through the shot. desert is like that's a that's a background on everything. Like that shot is so freaking cool. Like that Dude. movie was created just to give us that shot, and I am okay with it. Yeah, and uh, so two more shots pop into my brain, and when I was watching some recaps, and I was like, "Dude, I totally remember that." So when Ghost Rider, he gets his chain and he whips a helicopter and he pulls the helicopter close yeah. to him, and he says, "He says to the pilot, you're pissing me off.'" And the pilot's like, "All right," and he just he throws the helicopter <laughs> and he just bounces. What were you going to say? Like this flaming skull-headed man has just chained up your helicopter. Like you're oh, pissing me man. off, and I'm like, okay. I think so. I think you know, along that vein, I think the way that they show his powers, like, is he's immensely powerful. He's immensely strong, powerful, and I think this both the CGI and the way that they displayed that, I thought were awesome. Oh, they portrayed I they did it so a really well. good job with that. Yeah, the powers are beautifully done. Yeah, and like the bike. The, again, the I go to the bike because the bike the transformation of the bike is just awesome. The transformation of the band on it and just everything with the bike as well, like the scenes of him riding through town and like the flames just bursting up, everything he's going, going up the side of the building. He goes up and into he the matches ma- on. Yeah, like he goes up, he goes up the building with it, and then like when he comes back down off it as well, and it's just that boom, and he just lands yeah. sitting on it. I'm like. It's such an epic look. I'm like, this movie saw, is designed to be enjoyed visually. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I, I saw a comment by somebody that said, whoever storyboarded that scene where he, like, grasps the edge of the building and goes down, it, like, deserves a race. And I, I would agree. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's so beautifully put together. Like, the story isn't amazing to this movie, but the visuals are good. 
like yes, even the like visuals that, are top notch like even the way they do his other powers like him becoming ghost rider him transforming the bike even the pen and stare like i want to know dude, more about that because like, awesome. he grabs that dude and i love that he does a pen and stare on someone which is showing them for anyone that doesn't know with ghost rider that's showing all like the sins of the person that burns them with it mm-hmm. and like his eyes almost like burn over like lava it's almost like cracked molten yeah and i'm like is that kid just like that now forever I'm like I want to know what happened. I think they die, right? Did they? Is he dead? I'm pretty sure they die. Because like I'm sure they are in the comics, but like they didn't make that clear in the movie. Like is he? Is he just dead now? Is he like in current repentance? Is he in a coma? Like because he just walks away from. (laughs) Does he have molten lava as a face? I mean, (laughs) because he just walks away from that kid. Like obviously he does it to you know spoilers for the ending. He does it to Blackheart at the end. But Blackheart's full of the thousand souls at that time. So yeah, I'd imagine the power of that amount of souls getting pen and stared would like rip him apart it's like that's yeah. a lot of power but like for one kid i'm like yeah i'll probably go with he's dead he, he, he's probably dead yeah he's dead yeah <laughs> he's dead <laughs> so they obviously open it up like uh they open up the movie like they do it's johnny blaze's story like mm-hmm. he's a carnival jumper and um, riding bikes in this roadside carnival because apparently that's a thing um with his dad like they're doing tricks which he's jumping through a like burning hoop and i'm like what he ends up doing later is more I would think you should probably be doing than hey I'm in a tent jump um, <clears throat> but yeah so his dad um, is diagnosed with cancer just like the comic you know Johnny Blazes sells his soul to the devil to get his mm-hmm. father cured his father gets cured um, and, by the devil and he dies that night and then he <laughs> dies doing his next trick in the tent that night um, loophole and the devil obviously comes to him. Johnny Blaze is like, you know, mad at that because obviously, like, you you cured him and then killed him. And it's like, I did what I said I'd do. Your soul's mine, yep. and I'll yep. come calling. So like, he's left forever, like, wondering when the devil's gonna come calling. And they obviously play up into that when he gets older that he survived all these horrific things because it's not his time to go. The devil's waiting to use him. Yeah. Um, so that's how and they show that slow motion crash where he mm. like breaks his helmet open that's so cool looking yeah he does this huge jump where he lands and he crashes and he should so be dead after the landing like that yeah. but he gets up and he walks away without a scratch on him as continually mm-hmm. happens and um, which is obviously because you know he's going to become the ghost rider uh we also get eve mendez is in this eva mendez who yeah eva mendez is in this like le- legitimately okay full disclosure before we came on screen on the show today we were literally talking a little bit about some of these movies before we went live i said like even mendez like yeah she's just so forgettable in this and i named for nitro the movies like i know i can think of four movies off the top of my head she's in he legitimately had forgotten she was in two of those movies (laughs) like legitimately oh yeah she's in those like before like that's what she is like she is the early 2000s forgettable character like she's meant to be this big female lead like she's in what was it she's not a bad actress i don't think no she's a bland actress she's like she doesn't she doesn't really portray emotion like she's in this she's in too fast too furious she's in um hitch and what was the other one i've forgotten the fourth one she's in other guys with will ferrell other guys that was it other guys like i actually liked her in that i thought she was funny She's pretty, she's pretty decent in that, but like in Hitch and in Too Fast Too Furious, she is literally forgettable. She's yeah. one of the few people in the Fast and Furious franchise that has appeared and never came back. 
let that sink in. Look at the people they have brought back after. They even the brought back dead people. In yeah, like, <laughs> like literally the most recent movies, they have brought back people who were killed off in other movies, and it's yeah, like who were murdered in on the screen. So yeah. there's no question. Like Hans is back. I'm like, didn't he blow up in a car? Yeah, he blew up, and it's like I know Pretty he's sure been. He I know he's been back since then, but like he, these are are prequels to that that's meant to be set after now he's just literally back from the dead like okay like yeah. she hasn't been brought back since that like that tells you something yeah but <clears throat> yeah she's a love interest in this and she is so forgettable yeah she's like not even did she do anything in this like she's with him and they're going to run away she and got get mad married. at him yeah, she, ignored her. they're going to run away and get married at the start until his father dies and he runs off um, she shows back up to interview him later. She's now a reporter. Um, he does like motorcycle tricks to catch up with her when she leaves um, to go try and go to dinner with him. She pops up frequently throughout the movie to get mad at him and is for some reason there at the finale. Mostly to agree with him that she can, can't be with him even though she loves him. Yeah. That's literally her role in this movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's move on. I, I literally have nothing else to say on <laughs> her as a character. That is so I think, I think this movie struggles with a lot of the stuff that early 2000s CBM struggled with, which again I go back to is tone. Like there is one point in this film, where Nicolas Cage, in all his Nicolas Cageiness, is sitting down, watching a chimpanzee do karate with someone while eating jelly beans out of a martini glass, maniacally laughing. That is an actual scene in this movie, for those of you who have forgotten. I don't think that's a scene. I think that's just what Nick Cage was, do was doing and the camera was left on. <laughs> yeah, somebody said, I don't know if that was scripted. That was just him doing what he does. Yeah, like he's <laughs> literally just, just sitting, it. eating jelly beans at a martini glass, laughing at a monkey doing karate. And I'm like, of course he was. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Ghost Rider says yeehaw at one point, uh, which is... And then he throws at one point what looks like a snowball but it's flaming and he throws it at the face of Blackheart I'm just like again it's just the tone it's just it's too campy for me it's so bad crap I love it I I have a soft spot for this movie but it is is super campy it's, it's super, super campy, campy. alright so do we want to get to talking about our villains because I want to try and keep us to two hours this week yeah, since we, absolutely. Went, we went desperately over last week um, yeah. so I'm trying to keep us to two hours this week um, so the villains, as we talked about, like Mephisto isn't really a villain in this. He comes in as the no. devil, sells out his soul, turns him into Ghost Rider. That's yeah. about it. He's, the Ghost Rider's invoked to fight off um, the devil's son, Blackheart. Mm -hmm. That's why he comes and cashes him in. And he literally shows up again at the end. He isn't even a villain in this, really. No. It's the three like element-based demons or whatever. The main villain is Blackheart and like his three elementals. Who The, the elementals water, are like... Empire, right? Uh, water, Earth, air, and fire. fire. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's actually water, air, and fire. I think. Cause, like, I, I always remember the air one because that's the one where he's on top of the building and he like whips his chain into like a whirlwind and sets it oh, fire. That's right. That's right. Catch that's right. the wind guy, which is like the most, which is a cool concept. I do like the concept, but the fight seems over in like two minutes. Yeah, it's awful. Like there's no fight. Like this guy just passes through things and passes through the chains when he tries to tie him up. And like, oh, I'm gonna whip it into a chain and it's on fire and you're sent back to hell. And you're done. And then you have the one in the water. He kills in the water, mm. right? He turns yeah. into Ghost Rider somehow underwater. Well, yeah, because it's hellfire. It can burn underwater. 
Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's like it's not just like fire, fire. And then there's a fire dude, the first one that dies, because that's the one after they try to like impale him with the truck. Oh yeah, so the fire guy hits him with the truck, and then he's like, ha ha, I hit him with the truck, then he hops out, and then that's when he wraps him up with the chain and like punches him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and like knocks half his face off. And I think is that I think that he does the penance stare to that dude, right? Doesn't he? I don't know. I wrong. don't think he does it to him. I think the only bad guy I remember him doing it to is Blackheart, but Okay. Um so yeah, anyway, he fights no, these... that's right, he wraps him up with a chain and he turns into ash. That's right. Yeah. So like, right. he, he quickly dispatches his elementals, so really not a massive thing for him. He goes after he goes like back and forth to Sam Elliott. I'm sure the guy's got a name, but it's Sam Elliott. It's just Sam uh, Elliott. Carter Spade is his name. His Carter name's Spade. Sam Elliott. He is <laughs> in every movie. He is literally portraying himself. There is no <laughs> in every movie. In every movie. It is. Go and watch this movie and tell it's me true. it isn't just him. Like seriously, it's, it's just Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, like I do my impression of Sam Elliott. It's pretty spot on, to be fair. I appreciate it. Yeah, to be fair, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like. He goes to see him a few times, and then he's the one that takes him to where Blackheart's hiding out, because it's like the, the place like where the contract had originally been stolen from, like when he ran from the devil with it, because he's he's the Ghost Rider that left at the start with the contract mm-hmm. and buried it, which he's been keeping in his his shovel for, however many years it's been missing, because he like breaks off the end of his shovel and takes it out, and I'm like, it's like oh yeah here it is, bam. Like, Really? That's where you've been hiding it? Mephisto couldn't it? work Mephisto couldn't find you and work that out, really? Okay. Um So I correct me if I'm wrong, but in the in the comics, could there be two ghost riders at one time? Like it was that a normal thing? It can be. It... Usually there's only like one, but yeah, but okay. like um I don't know how many we've seen it with past ghost riders, but definitely in recent ones there's been like I know like um Johnny uh, Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch and stuff like that have like crossed yeah. paths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Robbie Reyes has as well, but it's technically not a Ghost Rider in the same way the others are Ghost Riders. Gotcha. Mm. There was like a female Ghost Rider as well, and yeah, there's been there's been crossovers with Ghost Riders, so it's definitely a possible thing because it's just a power that's bestowed. It's not like a mantle that's passed on. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, so like he's a previous Ghost Rider, so we get the cool scene um, going through the desert that we talked about to Ghost Riders in the Night, a really cool rock version of that song, which is mm-hmm. actually really sweet as well and helps make that scene. Um, to where Blackheart's hiding out, he's kidnapped Eva Mendes because, of course, he has. Of course. Because, you know, kidnapped, you know, damsel in distress, why not? <clears throat> they get there to fight, and of course he goes to turn Ghost Rider, starts the fight, and the sun ends up coming up. And of course the Ghost Rider power only works in darkness mm-hmm. when next to pure evil, so he has to be in darkness for it to work, and the sun comes up, he's in pure light, he can't go Ghost Rider, so um, so Blackheart takes the contract from him, and absorbs it, and absorbs all these souls that are meant to give him like this great power. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure how, they never really explain that part, but like it just it's great power. Yeah. Um, it just is, believe me. It's just as great power. Really great. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist that. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, they go to fight, and then they end up getting battling them into the church, which has got holes in the roof, so the sunlight's coming in there as well. But he ends up realising that in the shadows he can turn into Ghost Rider. Yeah, so, like, he does or the part whole, of him. Yeah, so like he, like, part of him's like he puts his hand with a shotgun into the 
into a shadow and it turns into like a ghost rider weapon and they like blast yeah. him and almost takes his head off and yeah so he ends up like pushing him into the shadow and that's where he uses the pen and stare because earlier mm-hmm. in the movie he tries to use it and it doesn't work because blackheart doesn't have a soul yeah but now he's got the thousand souls within him he can burn them with the sins of all these souls that's and right yeah that's how he ends up defeating them and sending them back to hell which i think is a really cool ending to be honest i like that yeah. idea of like he can't do the penance theory's ultimate thing to finish him yeah. but with all the souls that are meant to give him power it also gave him the weakness that ghost rider needed and i'm like i like that you know yeah that was cool. that's quite a cool finish to it i think it was decent blackheart getting finished like that i can work with um, and for and for filling his contract um mephisto reappears and tells blaze he can take the powers away from him now he did what he needed to do and then in and, true nicholas Cage fashion and he decides i'm going to keep the powers and i'm going to keep coming after you which i'm like i never quite understood that because couldn't mephisto go like that nah yeah and just yeah. take them back uh, is that what we're gonna do okay well then i'll, I'll just take them by phone I'm like, you're the one that's giving them and taking them, can't you just take them back? But okay, apparently he's got the ability to, to keep them if he wants, I don't know, like, power yeah. of the deal or the contract or whatever. Um. Yeah, and so he kisses his love goodbye and goes off to be in Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance, which is a whole like, so a, movie to got, itself. Yeah, so I got a question. So if his powers can't work in daylight, if I remember correctly, Spirit of Vengeance, there was a huge scene of him riding his bike being chased on the freeway or chasing cars on the freeway and he was full ghost rider and it was broad daylight if i remember correctly maybe it was a shadowy day it was a cloud <laughs> over the highway or oh man that probably has ghost like, rider I... was i i like ghost rider i don't know if so i was got in my way to buy yeah, it sort of seeing in the chat is like ghost rider was a, such a good movie and i'm like yeah i'll be honest it's enjoyable like don't get yeah. me wrong it's it's one of those that's so bad it's good ones for me it's definitely like a a campy sort of movie and it's like you i'm not going to like hold it up to stuff like the mcu and say it competes because it doesn't yeah it doesn't but like yeah if it's on i would probably happily sit and watch this one probably not spirit of vengeance but at least the first one yeah so i read an article from because nick 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 cage had been asked about this and he did an interview like years later and he said you know, this was after Deadpool and all that stuff and all the success of Logan and all that stuff being R-rated comics. And I would agree with him. He said, I, I think this would have done way better if this was like an, like more skewed, more R-rated. Because, you know, Ghost Rider is a really like hardcore character. Yeah, you, like you could have done a lot of stuff with it in that sort of mentality. You could have done a lot of stuff with an R-rated film. I, yeah. I and I'm like, I'm not for just making a film R-rated just to make it R-rated, but if the character calls for it, absolutely oh yeah definitely like, I, I don't quite get why they didn't do that like I think it would have worked a lot better like that I think they just might have been scared to make an R-rated comic because I, I think they're still like targeting them to kids I don't know at that time I, again I think they were really, really struggling with what they want the tone to be with those types of movies yeah I think that's the thing I think they would have probably not quite known what to do with it and that there wasn't really a like you said there wasn't really an R-rated thing there like Daredevil mm-hmm. not Daredevil and Deadpool changed all of that yeah deadpool changed it all and gave us a even the netflix shows i mean if they were movies uh they would probably be hard pg-13 some of them might be r yeah very possibly like i just there wasn't a market back then i don't think that's the thing they didn't quite know what they were marketing to 
like mm-hmm. the MCU very much is marketing to like an older audience with a little bit for kids as well yeah. which obviously they've kind of exactly. pushed they're starting to push further out every time like which you can see even from like you know the phase one there wasn't any cussing to phase two where it's like they started to cuss a lot more and yeah. they started to push out stuff yeah mm. but yeah I think Logan and Deadpool definitely opened the door to R-rated stuff and they wanted to start doing that with Venom so there might be an opportunity for a Ghost Rider like that mm-hmm. so we're in the chat yeah, yeah. saying I wish they would really remake it and I'm like I agree I feel like it's coming yeah. I think they tested the water with Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I, I, so especially as they start to open up that door like with Moon Knight and Blade and stuff I think we'll eventually see Ghost Rider getting redone I'm hearing rumblings of possibly Keanu Reeves um, but I'm hearing rumblings of Johnny Blaze being introduced or multiple Ghost Riders being introduced in a Doctor Strange either movie or WandaVision that could be um, interesting that's what I'm hearing that could be an so, interesting because I mean obviously Doctor Strange deals with dimensions and hell and all that stuff and you know Wanda or Scarlet Witch whatever she crosses over into that as well so yeah, I think I mean, it'd be really cool I'd be up for it I'd be up for seeing what they do with it yeah, I'd be up for definitely seeing more Ghost Rider stuff now. Um, I think it's, you know it's been long enough since the Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> we tested the Water and Agents of Shield with the Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider, who's the yeah. the most recent one in the comics, obviously. And we even hinted at that that like he crossed paths with Johnny Blaze, but we never got to see the person. We just know it was a Ghost Rider. Yeah. So like they've definitely opened that door of like there are other Ghost Riders in the MCU apart from Robbie Reyes, so the door's definitely there to bring Blazer Catch in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for seeing more Ghost Rider. I think he's a cool character with a cool story to him. I think they could do a lot of stuff, especially like they're starting to do more Midnight Sun stuff. Yeah. You know we've got Doctor Strange going a bit more into the multiverse stuff. We've got Blade coming. We've got Midnight coming. Uh, we could definitely do a Midnight Sun sort of thing with Ghost Rider involved and um, that sort of stuff so I'd, I'd love to see that personally Agreed Alright, any last thoughts on Ghost Rider then? Any last thoughts to wrap us up for today? I, I, I like Ghost Rider I'm not ashamed to say that, I like Ghost Rider I would watch it, if it was on TV I would sit down and take the time to watch it Yeah, the first one definitely, I would probably be okay with watching it as well not my favorite movie, but like it's it's definitely not the worst. I've definitely seen worse. We we talked about one of them today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never to mention it again. No, definitely not. All right, so yeah, I think that's pretty much us for this week. Um, coming up next week again, as we talked about, Nitro is going to be um out of town in the next couple of weeks, so we've got some interesting shows coming up. Uh. Sora's saying now he wants to watch it again. <laughs> um, so next week we've got Lewis Southard, as we mentioned, coming back next week. He's going to be sitting down with me talking about Umbrella Academy Season 1 and 2. And we are going to be going full spoilers on it, so this is your chance to go ahead and binge through um, Season 2 if you've not seen it, or the whole show if you've not seen any, um, for next Sunday, so you can be part of that conversation. And definitely, I hope you do that. We want you to be part of it. And following that, we're going to have um, Isaac from the Infinity Bros back on the show, guest hosting with me, um, as we're going to be talking about the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the Andrew Garfield ones, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, um, and that's that's a whole thing in itself, <laughs> especially that second one. Um, oh, thank you, Tommy, saying great show as always. Thank you, brother, I appreciate it. And then the following week after that, 
Um, I'm actually not going to be here. We've got family coming in from out of town. So Nitro's going to be all in his lonesome. So Ooh. make sure if you come on in, keep him company, keep him going with that. And I think he's possibly going to be doing some gaming he's thinking about doing that week. And yeah. So come on in, show him some love. Hopefully, He'll still be hopefully. trying to come on around about the same time. So come and show him some love for that. Yep. Um, and yeah, give him some support in that. But we'll be announcing that as we go on again. That's still like three weeks out. So we'll be plugging that a lot more. Oh, we could do that in a minute. Forgot about that. Yeah. I well, might have to save that for a future for future show, Sora, because I definitely want to do that. Nice and cool host, man. <laughs> oh, hi, CB. How you doing? Yeah. There's a Wolverine anime? Yes, there is. There is absolutely a Wolverine anime. There's actually a bunch of animes. I think, like, Doctor Strange got one as well, and there's... I'm sure there's other ones. But Wolverine actually fits the anime thing, because he's got such a Japanese Ronin sort of feel to him in background. Like, it actually works. Know there's an Iron Man anime. An yeah. Iron Man anime. That was it. I knew there was another one. I knew there's been a few that they released, but yeah, the Wolverine one's probably the major one, so... Yeah, we might need to bring Sora on, then if we actually go into talking about the anime stuff. Yeah, definitely. For that, because we'll need to go and watch them. Oh, also as well, uh, I might as well announce this for talking anime stuff. Uh, CB saying, doing good, I had no idea, I only heard about the Batman anime thing. Oh yeah, Batman Ninja. That... I own it, it's awesome. Another cool one, but yeah, Marvel started dipping their toe into that a few years ago. Just at a random, it felt like. Um, but yeah, so like we talked about in the podcast before, I have never watched any of the Dragon Ball Z shows. Um, so we put out our official vote out there for people to vote in, and the overwhelming vote is for me to watch Dragon Ball Z. Of course. Is to watch Dragon Ball Z. Because I put out, do I start with Dragon Ball, which is technically the beginning of the show, or Dragon Ball Z, which was like the more popular, the more well-known one, the one that's out there. So it looks like it's going to be Dragon Ball Z. So I'm going to be looking at getting a hold of watching Dragon Ball Z stuff, and we're going to be talking about it on a future show, because apparently I offended the world when I said I hadn't seen any Dragon Ball stuff, and... Nitro sighed the sigh of relief because it wasn't him for once. <laughs> they said something. You rag on me all the time for not knowing like sci-fi stuff. So I don't rag on I, you. I... They rag on you. I just agree. <laughs> <laughs> you pile on. All right. So I get to do that every now and then. Yes, I do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to be a future show. I'm going to be watching some Dragon Ball Z and we are going to be talking about it. I have never seen any Dragon Ball Z stuff. I have no clue what to really expect. I know bits and pieces that I've heard of, but I've never watched the show. So I'm pretty much going to be coming in blind to it. So, I have all the seats, except for the last one. So if you need to borrow them again. I probably will do, because like, of course, like all the streaming services have Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT, but do they have Dragon Ball Z? Freaking no. Of course they uh, don't. Of course not. Um, so I will probably actually, whenever I drop off Invincible for you, I'll probably dr pick up Dragon Ball Z yeah, so I can watch it. And yep. then we'll be talking about it on the show at some point. So once I get to watch that, we'll set up a date for it. Sweet. Gotta watch Dragon Ball first. Goku's journey is amazing. Well, see, you say that, Tommy, but like literally most people told me Z. I have to go Z. Like it was on across three social media platforms. It was quite resounding. Um, I, would I think say watch that's the probably original. the one that, that people connect with the yeah. most. That was sort of saying. I would say watch the original, so you know the story before diving in. But I, but I do not like DBZ. That's wow. a first. Sort of that's saying he like doesn't saying like Winter Soldier isn't in your top five. I mean, that's a bold statement. Sort of saying he doesn't like Dragon Ball Z. That is the first I've heard that. That is not. Yeah. I've never, I've heard, never anyone heard anyone say they did not like Dragon Ball Z. That's. 
A lot of people are saying dive into Dragon Ball Z because there's a lot more action in it and you can pick up the characters and then you can go back and watch Dragon Ball to get the backstory filled in. Yeah. So in all honesty, I'm probably going to do that because a lot of yeah. people are saying it's going to be a good hook to get into it and I want to give it the best shot possible to get in. If I find it's not working and I'm really not getting into it, I will go back and watch Dragon Ball and try it from that perspective and see if it helps fill mm-hmm. stuff in. Because yeah. I, I want to get it a fair shot. Uh, okay, you have to under. Okay, you have to understand it's an all-fighting, not really a story development. Uh, I disagree. I mean, it's definitely not like William Shakespeare or anything like that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. yeah. I, we'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm definitely... I've heard a lot of things now. I'm hearing different perspectives, but I'll give it a go. But uh, CV, I don't like DBZ. It was so popular throughout my childhood, but the girl characters were completely useless, and it was extremely frustrating, in my opinion. I feel like I I a lot of anime have that issue. I would say that depending what anime you watch, like I'm not a big anime person. That's why I've never really watched it. There's only certain animes I have watched. Um, so I, I can see where you're coming from with it though, but I can definitely understand that. Like, But I feel like that's more of a sign of the times because it came out like 80s, 90s. Which, if you want to see an anime with... Which a lot of female characters and a lot of stuff were basically useless characters. They were basically just there to... If you want to see an anime with bad A chicks and useless dudes, you should watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's a that's a really good one. I will let him put that out there. I have no idea what that is. So I'm like <laughs> that's all on him. I ain't got a clue what that is, so but alright, I think that's all for today. Thank you so much for everyone that came in and joined the chat. Again, we'll be back next week at two o'clock our usual time. Sailor Moon, strong female and card. Agreed. Captain. Yeah. Sailor Moon is a deep cut for me. I love that one. Sailor Moon, a good one. I did see some of that, and I did like Card Captor as well when I was younger. I did watch some of that. That's a good one as well. Not that any character should be useless. Yeah, none should be useless. But like, there was a typical running thing that like the female characters were either useless or at least background characters, mm-hmm. and a lot of like anime and like action shows and superhero shows and stuff like that through a time period. So I definitely, I, I yeah, I get where you're coming from with that. It's, I can definitely say I've seen that. Alright, so what we're going to do is we're going to go and try and raid someone. I don't even know who's live right now, so let me have a quick look on Twitch. If anyone knows... Good Kid Dad is on. Good Kid Dad is on. If anyone knows anyone that's um, live that we could raid and drop in... I'm trying to do different... Comments in the crop is live. Oh, sweet man. We should totally raid them. They're awesome. And if you aren't following yet, but you're in here, by all means, hit that follow button. And if you want to drop a sub, go ahead, drop a sub to us. You can use Amazon Prime for that. Don't forget to pick up some leggings, Teespring. That's right. Yep. This is Nitro's mission in life, to get somebody to buy a pair of leggings. He can retire once a pair of leggings have been bought. <laughs> um, all right, let me see. Okay, so the person I was expecting to raid who said they were going to be on streaming, I thought, okay, we can drop in on them, is not on. Um... Yeah, let's raid Good Kid Dad if he's on. It's been a few weeks since we've done him, so. Alright, so we're going to head to our heading out page. Uh, Lady Deb of Troubles. Do I even know her? Let me go and raid Kid Kid Dad for now, but I'll definitely check her out, Sora, um, and see that. But we'll raid Good Kid Dad. Um, you guys all have an amazing week. Hope you all have a blessed time, and we will see you all next week. Let me throw up our intro page. Where is it? My stuff has moved. I don't like it when stuff moves. All right. You have a great week, guys. Take care. Yes.